Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Already cracking. Already cracking. First fucking sentence. My voice is better, though. You hear it? I wasn't on the road this week, so it's better. I mean, it's still shot, but it's better. Anyway, um, on today's episode, Bill Burr. Bill Burr is going to join us. If you've ever listened to the Monday Morning Podcast, uh, that's Bill Burr's podcast. You already are a fan of his. He does this fucking rant every, every Monday, just like an hour-long rant. No guess. I don't know how he does it. But he does it, so check that out. We're both on All Things Comedy, the new comedy podcast network. I'm sorry, not network, co-op, or comedy co-op. We're all just representing each other. So Bill Burr's on there. We got some new people, Tom Segura uh, from Your Mom's House podcast. That's on there, Your Mom's House. Uh, the Naughty Show with Sam Tripoli is now a part of us. Uh, Tom Rhodes is there. We got just a lot of great comedians. Al Madrigal is on the uh, uh, Minivan Men, where he and his other uh, mistake... Mistakeful? What do you call somebody who's made a horrible mistake? Um, well, whatever that is, him and his buddies with that talk about how they fucked up and uh, left it in and had a kid, and now uh, they'll do a podcast. I, I haven't listened to it. I'm assuming it's about their misery and about ways they would kill themselves rather than be in the position they're in, which is having a family. But I'm not sure. It could also just be talking up funny about having kids. Um, so anyway, uh, check out allthingscomedy.com. I'm going to start writing a blog that'll be on the uh, on the page from the road. Um, you know what? Starting next week. I'll do it this week. Remind me. Just hold me to it, everybody. Um, so on this episode, we talked about Boston sports. Uh, Boston people are homers. They're just complete homers for their city. They just, they just are. Uh, I mean, everybody, every city is. New Yorkers are too. But New Yorkers are more like egocentric. Boston, they don't, they never really had a, reason to be that hardcore fans they weren't good for like a long time the red sox were really shitty the celtics were always good i never really minded the celtics their fans were okay the red sox fans can eat a dick uh and bruins fans i don't care about and the patriots fans eh, they're kind of annoying now just because tom brady's good looking it's amazing how little i'll root for somebody if they're good looking peyton manning he's fine i don't mind i'll, I'll root for that guy but tom brady yeah you get the gas face um so anyway, the point is, we talked about that. Uh, he was a fan of his, them through the lean years. And by the way, I get a lot of this. They say, Ari, uh, who are you a fan of? Okay, I grew up in North Carolina. We didn't have any teams. I moved to Maryland in fourth grade. But before that, I made a decision on who my teams were. So I picked America's teams. So I'm a fan of the Hornets, who started in Charlotte uh, and then moved from there. Uh, and I followed them to New Orleans, too. New Orleans Hornets a good team of mine. I didn't get into ha- hockey till after I came to, uh, to the Maryland area, so I'm a Caps fan. And then I'm also a fan of the Yankees and the Cowboys. And everyone's like, uh, 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 bandwagon fan. Uh, uh, bandwagon fan. Fuck you. No, I'm not. I've been a fan of those teams for the last 25 years. What bandwagon fan? I was a fan of the Dallas Cowboys when they went 1-15 in Washington, D.C., 
okay, where they lost to the Redskins. That was the only team they beat, by the way. We scored, we outscored you by three points in one game, and you outscored us by two in another. So officially, we outscored you that year. Um, so don't say I'm a bandwagon fan. Not to mention, they're like, oh, well, now with the championships. What championships? They've won one game in the last, one playoff game in the last 16 years. They're not a good team anymore. They're a shitty, overrated team. And that's who I'm a fan of. But don't question the fact that I fucking watch the games and care. Who the fuck are you? Because you were born in that city, so you have a better right to fucking root for them. I don't question why you're with your fucking girlfriend. Oh, she's pretty. You're not pretty. You're an ugly person. You shouldn't be with your girlfriend. She's not from your hometown. Just root for whoever the fuck you want to root for. I was a Yankee fan of the bad years with Mattingly. When they were fucking never competed for a, a, a fucking title and never won a pennant. Anyway, the point is, I'll root for whoever I want. And the Lakers suck. That's who I'm a fan of, too. Fuck the Lakers. <sighs> um, let me just say this. Uh, so, Bill Burr comes on to talk about I can't wait till the Hornets. I can't wait till the Hornets are good. In 2014 or 2015, when this young team fucking starts getting better, and everybody's going to be like, uh, 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 why are you a Hornets fan? Uh, uh. I'm going to be like, I was rooting for them from day one. When we had a two fucking game streak, I called it a streak. And then everybody's going to, I know what they're going to say. I know they're going to say it. I can't wait. No, I can't. Fucking, I don't want to hear it. Anyway, so Bill Burr comes to join us to talk about um, being a Boston sports fan. So we'll hear what that's like. Um, Bill is one of the best comics in the country, you guys. He's one of the reasons I've, I've been able to record, to, 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 to write a new hour this year. His, his, this thing he told Tom Segura once, that an hour a year, that's just five minutes a month. And it embarrassed every comic I've repeated it to. And it embarrassed me when Tom Segura told me that. And... Uh, yeah, so I did it. So I set, a, a set time to do it, and I fucking did it. I wrote about what is interested in me, and I did a new hour. And I'm going to be recording it. Dun, 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 dun. Announcement. Delay till next week. Uh, the venue is not locked up yet. So I'm just going to tell you this. It's going to be probably be December 28th, somewhere in or around New York City. If you came to see me when I was there a couple weeks ago, maybe you shouldn't come again. But you should tell other people to go because... It will be amazing, and I'll have a good time. Um, yeah, December 28th, save the date. If you're going to visit home for the, hol- for the holidays, uh, visit home and then come back on the 27th, because the 28th might be the day that I record my special. Uh, this one's on video. So, yeah, save the date if you're in that area, or if you want to go take a visit, uh, start making trips right now for December 28th. Um, that's the only announcement. Uh, my storyteller show this week, this month is canceled. So if you're planning on going out Tuesday, don't fucking go. It's not going to be. But December 18th, that one is going to be on. We're going to do uh, stories of um, the holidays. December 18th, the holidays. Um, so, ooh, somebody sent me a picture. Make a picture, make a picture. Yeah, sort of. Um, what am I saying now? I got sidetracked. God damn it, fucking women. By the way, it's just never gotten easier to deal with women in any sort of way. You guys, you're so fucking frustrating. Every time I try to not get into any sort of relationship, some fucking, you're like evil demons. And you just get in. When I started, when I was in the, the, the door at the comedy store, I used to work the parking lot and the door. And I would get into fights with Energized Clay. 
like like arguments with him because he was trying to get me to like argue. He was he was trying. He likes to fuck with people, and he would like start fucking with me, and I would try not to lose my temper, try not to lose my temper, try, and then eventually I'd lose my temper, and he would just smile because he got me. He got me to lose my temper. And it's the same thing fucking girls do, where I'm fine, 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 and then you just fucking you do something, and I. Anyway, I gotta get away from you guys. I gotta not have sex for like just like a short period, like ten years. Um. So, what am I talking about right now? Oh, I announced that I announced my storyteller show on December eighteenth. Uh, I'm gonna be in Minneapolis at the end of November and the beginning of December, November twenty eighth through December second, uh, and then that's it until the end of the year. I'm at Knob Hill at the uh, the Bone. It's a San Francisco radio station. They're doing a show. Um, New Year's Eve, uh, Knob Hill Auditorium or something like that, Knob Hill Masonic Center. I think they sacrifice children there or something. Uh, and then I'm in Edmonton in January. I'm in Vancouver and Long Island in March. But I'm recording my special December 28th. So get out there. But check my website for details. Um, Arithegreat.com. You can also go there, by the way, for proflowers.com. Hey, uh, just so you know, for whoever listened to last week's episode with Sarah Tiana, people actually use the link, proflowers.com. If you go to proflowers.com and type in, uh, there's like a microphone on the top, and you hit that and type in skeptic, or go to my website, arishafir.com. Um, uh, you can go through that. They have deals and stuff, like, like 10, 20% off, and they have like flower arrangements to start. I think they have like 20 bucks, like the lowest they have. So you can get a pretty good flower arrangement for 20 bucks. But... People actually did it and sent flowers to Sarah Tiana at the comedy store, and she was so happy to get them. For those of you who did it, she was so happy. You should have seen her face light up. When I told her they were there, she was so elated. She was like, no, what? Really? I'm telling you guys, women are morons. I don't understand. It's like I've talked to girls about great works of literature. I've talked to them about books. I've talked to them about world events. And they're, they're, they're the same intelligence-wise that way as men. But then when it comes to fucking tenderness, they fucking melt over nothing. They're just idiots. But anyway, uh, so this idiot, Sarah Tiana, really loved the flowers that somebody sent her to the comedy store. They, but they, it was two different boxes. She was loading them into her car. She was so fucking happy. So if you guys did it, I mean, thank you. You should know. You really uh, touched her. Um, in, uh, in the good way... By good way, I mean the bad way, if you were a child. But the good way, you know, grabbing boobs. That's what I mean. Um, so, all right. Are we ready for the episode? I know it went long, but I barely did any promotion. So, fucking relax. What should I say about this? Or are we ready to go? I think we're just ready to go. Oh, I also got those posters, and I'm sending them out. If anybody bought um, T-shirts or grinders or those Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir posters, those rad posters, um, like half of those are gone already. Um, I'm sending everything out on Tuesday, so you'll get stuff this week and next. So, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm also going to have two things. I'm also going to have uh, the hard copy of my CD, of my album, Revenge for the Holocaust. That'll be out in the next couple of weeks. As will, I'll have probably like 50 vinyl issues, because people seem to like that. Uh, they'll be on my website. And also, my storyteller show will be online by the end of the month, hopefully. These are the things I'm doing for you guys. I'm releasing that. It'll be called This Is Not Happening uh, Presents. 
That's the name of the show. This is not happening. It's a play on a French... Forget it. Painter. Don't worry about it. Um, so the first one is... It's all, is it sports? Is it sports one or celebrity? If it's sports one, it's called... I'm, I did a James Worthy story. I forget if it's sports or celebrity stories. If it's a sports one, it'll be called This Is Not Happening Presents Agony of Defeat. If it's not, it'll be called This Is Not Happening Presents... I forget celebrity stories, maybe. Maybe it's just celebrity stories. But it'll be up there. On iTunes, $1.99. So we'll see how those go. Uh, maybe we'll release more of them uh, every like, couple months or so. So that'll be up. And that's it. Right? What was the other thing I wanted to announce? Oh, and I'm going to start writing a blog from the road for all things comedy. You know what? It'll be up next week. Starting next week, my first blog will be up. So you guys can hold me to that on Twitter. If you want to say anything, by the way, write to contact at ariashafir.com. Um, and I will get that and I will probably not respond, but I will hear your feedback. I read all those things. Um, or write me on Twitter, one or the other. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. And let me know stuff. So yeah, hold me to that, to that blog for all things comedy. I'm going to start writing it. So this week, it'll be up there next week. All right. We good. Let's start the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, um, it is Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 88. And by the way, in, in uh, deference to uh, Bill Burr's hatred of shipping up to Boston or whatever that Dropkick Murphy song is that he says is super overused at, at uh, Red Sox and fucking Bruins and Celtics events, probably Patriots also, I'm not going to use that song. So I am not going to be calling this episode uh, shipping up to Boston or Tessie or any of those. I'm going to be calling this episode, uh, I don't know, Boston Homer. Let's do that. Let's call it Boston Homers. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 88. No, Homa. No, but does anybody understand that reference? Homa? Nah. Fuck, hold on. Oh, oh, and by the way, the Cowboys are back in it. I know they pulled out that game against the Browns, but they're back in it now. Oh, God damn it. I got to say this, too. As long as this whole episode is about sports, um... I have a sports podcast called Punch Drunk that I do with Sam Tripoli and Jason Tebow. Uh, look for it on iTunes, or you can watch live and call in um, if you go to uh, com slash live. We do it on, from noon to 2 every Tuesday, Pacific time, um, 3 to 5 Eastern time. It's a good way to finish up your work day. Just watch us. It's like 20% sports and 80% you know, just us being degenerates. It's the kind of conversations we get into at the comedy store in the back. And we just take that to the, it's like, this player's better. No, this player's better. I'd rather have this offense. Well, I fucked your mom. Well, how would you fuck my mom? What style would you do it in? And then it just goes from there. Um, so anyway, listen to that. Uh, thematically, I sh- shouldn't mention it on this right now. What was the other thing I was supposed to mention? Oh, about Boston in general. I used to read this article. I read this article. Now I'm, I'm Whatever. Uh, Bill Simmons is this writer. Uh, he's a sports writer for ESPN.com. He's like columnist. And uh, I remember reading this article he wrote. It was so fucking good about Boston sports. He, he was, he was going to go to his first Super Bowl. Uh, ESPN was sending him. So it was going to be his first Super Bowl he ever attended. And the Patriots weren't good that year. But he was a homer for all the fucking all the New England teams. And he didn't make any qualms about it. He was like, I'm not impartial. I'm a, I'm a fucking New England fan. Um, and New England, the Patriots, they weren't supposed to, they were bad. And, and I think they barely ended up winning a division or barely ended up getting the wild card by like rattling off like five straight wins at the end of the year. 
And so he was following them. And first game, he was like, you know, too little, too late. It's not for the Cowboys. They're one game back of the Giants. <sighs> they just get my hopes up and they crush them. They're an overrated team. Um, and then the first couple wins, like, oh, too little, too late. Second couple wins, like, oh, maybe we have a chance. And the last win or two was like, wow, we did it. We're in the playoffs. Amazing. And then the playoffs, they were overmatched. But they won. And they won again. And they won again. And he's like, I can't believe it. Maybe. And then maybe. And then it's like, they're going to the Super Bowl. He's like, my Super Bowl, my first Super Bowl, well, well I'll get to root for my hometown team. He was so excited. And then he wrote this article. They won the Super Bowl. And he wrote this article afterwards about being there. And it was such a good goddamn article. Such a, co- a great column. I, I, would, I would just tear up every time I read it. So much that I used to, I had an acting class. I took this acting class in Santa Monica. And I would be in the back as you're getting ready for, to, to start a scene. You would have to get emotionally prepared. If it's either like happy that you just got a, you know, a job or something, or if it's sad that your parent died, you have to get ready, you have to get in that place. And when it was sad, when I have to be like, I just came from you know my wife's leukemia treatments or something stupid like that. Um, when it was that, you have to prepare sadness. So I would read this, this article in the back, and I would tear up. I would start like tearing up and almost crying because it was so fucking great. I get so into it. Um, and then I would come out and I'd be all, I have tears in my eyes for my scene. <laughs> That's such cheating. I cheated so bad. That wasn't emotionally preparing. I would just read a good sports talk column. <laughs> uh, you cheat yourself. So, uh, at the end of the episode, I'll read, I'll read the column cause it was so good. We'll see if I get, if I cry, I'll get high before I read it. That's what I'll do. I'll get really high off the vaporizer and then I'll read it. And then we'll see if um, we'll see if I still cry or not. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, and I'll have a link to it on my website. All right. Um, so here we go, everybody. Uh, episode eighty-eight. Or are you very skeptics out? Thank. Episode eighty-eight. <sighs> what is it? What did I say it was going to be? Boston Homer. By the way, we didn't get into the main conversation until three quarters of the way in, into our talk uh, we did it outside the comedy store on the patio it was fun mostly we just fucked around with um, tour buses that came by tour bus very lucrative job by the way they make a lot of money there's so many of them they must I actually have no idea what their overhead is um, so here we go episode 88 oh I know what we'll call it ladies and gentlemen episode 88 sports with Bill Burr Yeah, here's the first bus. And it's the first tour bus. They, Absolutely. Uh, what are the odds you think somebody will recognize you? You know what? I actually, when a tour bus came by, I did. My ego made me slow down, and nobody recognized me. To look at hope, that. to hope they would see you. No, look at these people. I'd have to be fucking Bing Crosby for them to recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy who sings uh, Whoopum uh, Gangnam Style. That looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he really goes on that bus. Oh, he's got a deal right there. They get door guys to head on there. Um, do people know we're in front of the comedy store as we just sort of leaped into this thing without them Oh, yeah, really I guess we should it? say that. I'm never good at... I do intros later. I'm never good at, like, actually, like, I just start hey, and right. figure it out. Yeah, we're hey. at the comedy store. We're here during the day. It's L.A. That's right. It's November, what, 4th or 5th or something? 
Seventh. Seventh. There was an election last night. Did you watch it all? <laughs> no, I can't watch it. Me neither. Do you care at all? Political political, uh, political speeches give me douche chills. Uh, what do you mean? Because you're all so fake and stuff? Yeah, and they're so pandering. And, yeah. and it's like... And then I feel bad for the people who are there that they bought in that hard. Unless they're actually, you know, the pigs that are feeding off of it. And they're actually making money and they're sort of part of it. Because they're but, like, yeah, uh, keep it going. Yeah, it's see, weird ever- because I don't feel bad when I see people at a wrestling event. Although now they admit that it's, you know, it's entertainment. <laughs> yeah. But back in the day, I never felt bad for them because I still thought it was awesome on some level. But You know, sometimes when I'm sort of high and I watch a TV show, you watch The Wire... Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so it's great acting the whole way through, except that one lesbian chick. The oh, you don't gr- like her? She was just off a bunch in her acting. You just tell she was like delivering lines. Really? Yeah, maybe it's just wow, when I got I high. I thought she was amazing. Really? Yeah. Fuck, I felt like, like over and over again I could just see through it. Nah, man, that scene when she's buying the chainsaw or something. What and is she that? gives the guy the tip or something. She goes in to buy something in a hardware store. The cop? The female cop? No, no, she's not a cop. What? Oh wait, 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 what? You, you, you don't mean I'm talking about the. You, I'm talking about the girl who actually killed somebody. Oh no, she's badass. The yeah. girl's. I was gonna say, wow, man. Oh, uh, brutal. Yeah. What did she make that noise? <laughs> yeah, like, er? yeah. I don't know what. No, it no. Was. she was fucking sweet. <laughs> okay. That girl was amazing. Scooby, right. what was her name on that show? Something like that. I was one of those. I, uh, as they call it in the business, I binge watched. I bought. I bought the the the, the, the box set, and then I just blew through. Oh yeah. And it was. I almost felt bad doing it, like chugging a great bottle of wine. You know. I did that with Sopranos, and then I realized, like, uh, I'm not getting the same level of enjoyment out of this that I could. Yeah, because it's all about, like, talking about it and trying to guess yeah. which way it's going to go. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if, if people who have addictive personalities are more, more gluttonous, like Would fat people, if they're more, if they're more <laughs> yeah. prone to <laughs> binge-watching. Binge watching. Like if, if trying to get a whole series if it, done. If it tra- crosses over from, you know, food and alcohol and those other addictions into that type of shit, you know? Yeah, I bet it would. I bet it would. But that les- the, the female cop chick, sometimes with her I could see through it, and I felt like I was getting scammed. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's how I feel when I'm watching wow, the elections, dude. too. When debates, I'm like... I thought you- she was good. Yeah. All right, you know, I, I really didn't think there was anything. But if you were to say her girlfriend, now yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, you know, she kind of was dipping in and out of the show. <laughs> wow, well, the girlfriend you're the only came person in just I've to- ever heard said they watched The Wire and they felt like they were getting scammed on some level. <laughs> really, I actually respect that on some level. You're really like uh, it was a great show. Don't you're get me going wrong. all I out here. It. I love it. Going all out. Well, you know what? It's about time somebody trashed it because it comes an armored car. It's about time somebody trashed it. This is great, by the way. I don't know how the audio is going to come out, but this is nice sitting outside. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful, man. It's 75 degrees and it's November. Well, I was saying that you, you, see, uh, you see all the bruises <laughs> on the comedy store during the day. At night, you don't see it. It looks, looks really... Uh, it looks great. Look, the red lighting. Yeah. It's yeah. like the flashing red lighting. You can't really see. People look better out oh, here yeah. in this patio. That's what I've learned in real estate. Never, never look at night, <laughs> like like you ever would have an open house at night. They uh, they used to rent that room up there, that that house up there, um, up that hill. Paulie oh, owned yeah, it. And he yeah, was yeah. rented out, and people started screaming at us, like "Shut the fuck up!" As like Brody was playing like turned over buckets as drums at like two forty five in the morning. <laughs> oh, and they finally had to get rid of it. That, is that the one where Kinnison and Marin and all those guys? No, were? they went like one over. They were one over. Yeah, yeah. Those was, places are all. Uh, that that part of the business doesn't exist anymore. Like just the stories of just everyone hanging out that they out. have. It's just like uh, you know, I, are you quoting book. Boogie Nights or did this really happen? You know what I'm saying? Like they, 
What do you mean? Where it's like too much, the stories? Like you don't quite believe it? No, no, no. Not at all. No, not at all. I, I just... Just back then, you know, still like having an intervention was still kind of a new thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it was, Were you around you, then? You, 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 people were just still learning. Were you around comedy then? No, I was probably, you know, rabidly watching it in the, just in in the, like, in the late 80s. Yeah, yeah, there was so much coke that it must have been like, just changed everything. Well, they... Well, I would say by the mid-80s, they started doing the Coke, the big lie, and they came around. Because when Coke first, um, I was going to say hitting the scene, and I don't know how else to finish the sentence, so I'm going to say it. When Coke first hit the scene, Ari, um, it, it, they said it was no more addictive than caffeine. Did they really? That's what they thought initially. Uh-huh. They thought they, they, Sorry, they, they thought it in, they, they, thank you. Uh, some homeless guy. Yeah. He saw my hand going down in the pocket. Dude, were you going to give it to him? I was going to give it to you. You know, because he didn't look drunk. No, he looked okay. I've seen that guy before. He did, yeah. Kind of came, hey kind of did a <laughs> yeah. Ed McMahon. You know, I like the Tonight Show. Pleasant, jovial. You know what yeah, I you like? Never, you never get a second chance. I don't like when they, when they sit there waiting for your conversation to end so they could make their speech. Oh, lingering. I was like, what? Get to it. You're standing right here. Wait, just say it so I can say no. It's just like. <laughs> you, don't, you don't give it all? No, once in a while. But I had this moment when I was uh, I took a class trip to New York. I saved. I used to give all the time. I was like right, in right, sixth right. or seventh grade or something. All my little Jewish Orthodox kids, and I went up to like Kosher Delight, some pizza place. And I got two slices and a soda, and I was saving the soda. I went outside, and some homeless guy was like, "Dude, I'm so thirsty. Can you please give me that Coca-Cola?" And normally I would, but the line was like 45 minutes long to get back in. And the first time I was like, "I was like, no, it's mine. It's my <laughs> allowance money. It's mine." <laughs> How old are you? I was probably like 15, something like that. You still got an allowance at 15? We're middle class. Yeah. <laughs> we did all right. It was like seven bucks a week. It wasn't crazy. I had an allowance, but it just sort of it faded in and yeah. then faded out. Like there, like it was, there was nothing written on paper, so like it, it would work for like two weeks. There was no contract. And yeah, then it, then it would just it would go away for like another six months. That is funny now, being an adult, thinking that a kid wants some sort of an allowance, free extra money. Yeah. Listen, I, I know you're already paying for everything. Like I wish I could just go back one day and be a kid. And just like, just live that day where you just go to, to stores and restaurants and you just get shit and you never have to take out your wallet. Don't even like, feel the repercussions of the What would the you cost. like? Uh, cheeseburger, french fries, chocolate shake. The whole <laughs> transaction comes and goes. You enjoy it. <laughs> you go to a movie. You just, you know, it all just happens for it's you. Just, yeah, you're just walking around. It's like, you're, it's like you're a fucking made guy. There's no thought of like, is there a lunch special I should be looking at? It's oh, just no, like, nothing. whatever. I'll have one of those and one of those. Yeah, I would love to just for like a couple of, <laughs> a couple of days. I should apologize to my parents. I'm like, sorry, I was such an such a entitled asshole. Just asking I was, for yeah, stuff. I was kind of a difficult. Not, not too difficult. I, I, I fucked up in school, but I, I didn't like, do I didn't do home? drugs and shit like that. I yeah, wasn't like that. We're getting in fights. You know, I just I was just looking at this. Uh, Rolling Stone had a Led Zeppelin uh, special limited edition where they Cover. tell the same fucking twelve stories. The um, the fish over the fish. The fucking forty shots of vodka. Yeah. They're throwing the fucking TVs out the window. The black magic. The Satanism. <laughs> Did they sell their souls? What are the? I mean, it's it's all this. I'm like, I, yeah, nothing has happened for them. Yeah, it ended. Yeah, <laughs> September twenty fifth, nineteen eighty, ended. But I always think of that shit whenever I look at that building. That's where you know that one where Robert Plant's standing there at the Hyatt yeah. on the balcony, 
And they always said he, he said, I'm a golden god, which you know he didn't. But he stay, that's what he looks like he's saying. But they, oh, that's uh, what they did in that movie, right? Yeah. Well, that was, was that supposed to be about Led Zeppelin? Yeah, because... Uh, Almost uh, famous? Crow there, the, the famous writer there for yeah. Rolling Stones. He actually went on the road. With Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but real quick, they took the picture right there, and that's the building in the background that you see when, he, when, he's, when he's standing there. And, uh, oh, wow. But anyways, um, what the fuck's his name? I keep thinking Russell Crowe. I know it's not that. It's uh, Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess Rolling Stone trashed them. These are the, all these stories have been told a zillion times. Absolutely fucking trashed them when they first came out. Trashed their first two albums. So by then, like, like they were kind of getting just sort of trashed by all critics. So... Yeah. They were just sort of a word-of-mouth band. So then they started selling out these giant places, and they didn't need the press. So then when they wanted What's to come back you? around, they were like, fuck you. But, but Crow was only like 17. He was able to come back in and cool do the interview. Them. Yeah, and do the interview. So that it's loosely based. Yeah, I'm sure he like changed some stuff here or there. But on the Golden God, they really said that that, that was like a tribute I don't to th- him? I don't think it was ever said. Another tour bus. This is amazing that they're making him do this. I don't think it was ever said. Six incredible people. comedians, people from Comedy Central, Letterman, <laughs> all of those. Letterman, HBO. Premium blend. Yeah, I live here. The Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. We're doing a podcast right now that's going out live. <laughs> this is Hollywood. This is what you wanted to see. Showbiz. Free, free tickets. $7 drinks. Nightly. Hey, isn't it great that that's an option, though? What? That if you just buy a van and you just cut the roof off of it, <laughs> make a just little. drive around just making up shit. <laughs> make a fake patio. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., this is where he met Martin Scorsese, and it's now a Pinkberry. I heard some lady in, uh, that was doing Graceland, was taking the, she was like training for one day, and the, whoever was training her uh-huh. told her, like told some fact to the, to the fans, and she was like studying Elvis stuff. Like all she goes, I didn't know that. He goes, oh, I just made it up. They don't know. They'll take my word for it. <laughs> I had a brain fart. There was some dead air. I just, I just invented some stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, of course people would. Are you 23, <laughs> working for maybe $8 an hour as a tour guide? Of course you would make shit up. I took a tour one time with the Cotton Bowl. I'm a big sports fan. Yeah. And uh, that's in, uh, in, in Texas. Yeah. And uh, there was some woman giving a tour. And we couldn't have been more than three, four minutes in. And somebody asked, how, much, how many people does this thing hold? Yeah. And this thing held, you know, like close to 100,000 people. Like it's just, College football it's, stadiums it's, are amazing. It's gigantic. Yeah, yeah. And it's an old school one, so there's no luxury boxes. You just jammed in. Oh, it's yeah. all about watching the game. So we go, yeah, how, much is, how many people does this hold? You know, want to know if it was over 100 or just below. And she was just like, like, you know, 25, 30,000, right? And, and everybody on the tour. I mean, if you're going to the tour, you know about stadiums. was just like, yeah, man, I think it holds uh, probably more. And then she looked down at the paper. She goes, oh, my fault, like 97,000. And then she just starts laughing, saying that she was new. And, uh, but we caught her in a moment. It was just like someone asks a question, you're the tour guide, whether you just have the answer or not. Yeah. way off. Yeah, 25, 30,000, 97. 97? 97? That'll work. She's like, yeah, that seems like a lot. 25. Yeah, I knew seems it was like an odd ton. or an even number. Um, you grew up in Boston, right? Yeah. You were, su- uh, safe suburbs. I always outside say, Boston. I always say the safe suburbs because since oh, yeah. Goodwill Hunting came out, people always think everybody kind of grew up in Southie and you got into fights and you were great at math, but you were mad at your dad. <laughs> nah, I grew up I grew up with this. I would have gotten eaten alive. 
<laughs> I took a rental Boston, car there. All I, those go, places I go to Cape Cod. I took a rental car. I was trying to find the, the way back to the, but I was trying to find gas. I didn't want to let them charge me $9 a gallon for it. So I had to like leave and then they were like entering South Boston and I got really scared. Yeah. Well, right now it's, it's really like. It looks like it's gentrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally nice. Gentrified. Like, Another like, bunch of rich white people moved in, but yeah. uh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. What it is is, is people, the population is just continues to grow and grow and grow. And people want to be on the water. They want to be near the city. So that's, that's how people get forced out. You know how they force them out, like, legally? They have, like, cheap housing for them. Government-controlled, like, cheap housing. So if it's, I don't know, 1000 bucks a month, government will pay 800 of it. And so oh. they just say, hey, the white people are here. Um, the new housing is over, you know, two blocks, two, two streets over, or two towns over. And so all the poor people and all the criminals right. just have to move. But Southie was white, was all Irish. Oh. But it's like, you know, a lot of people don't know that there's, there's different levels of white people. We're not all bankers <laughs> chomping on cigars. So they're, they're, um, they eventually got moved up. But I, I don't know what it's like now, but I remember hearing stories. I mean, this has been going on for a good, like, 20 years that it's, it's been kind of rolling over like this. And yeah. I remember hearing hilarious stories about, like, you know, there's all those rules down there where if you shovel out your spot... Like the snow, yeah. shovel out your spot, you leave the trash can there, whatever, that's your fucking spot. And if somebody goes takes in it. and takes it, like they fuck up your car and stuff, and like yuppies didn't like realize it or whatever. <laughs> Just calling them yuppies, whatever. People who weren't in South Boston would fucking I don't pull. know your jungle rules. Yeah, they would pull, they had no idea. Well, the thing about it is, it's like, how do you not fucking figure that out? If you ever had to like shovel a fucking car out, yeah. it's the biggest pain in the ass, especially. If, if you left it there for a couple days and you get like that, that layer of ice is on top of it, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's like trying to dig a fucking tree out of the ground. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's no way you don't know that. So fuck those people. People don't know? And their cars. Yeah, there's no I way you don't that, know that. I mean, you'd have to move the trash can, I guess. That's like a, that's like a cone, right? Yeah, it's like a cone. Why, why, right. why is the trash can there? Yeah, it makes sense. And, and each trash can, too, has, like, the, the family crest on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, how what? many more? Well, no, they, they would have, like, a spray paint. Or you know who's fucking trash can. Oh, so nobody can, can steal your trash can. So nobody steals your trash can. And you're also you're marking your territory. Yeah. Are you afraid of getting soft out here? Well, I mean, I'm not really that hard anyways. It's not like, I mean, I haven't had fights since, like, junior high or whatever. Oh, a lot of people good. mistake my anger as, like, you know, like I robbed a bank or something. Like, people just, because nerds do. Yeah. But generally speaking, like, no, I, I you know, gladly you will hand over my wallet. Sometimes. No, but I also have enough rage in me that I, I, I feel like I could kill somebody I, and I could mentally get past it. So I kind of have that, that Gemini duality there. How would you get past it? I would do what all murderers do is you justify. Why? Like Mr. Blonde. If they had done, they had done what I told them not to do. <laughs> then they'd be alive. That wouldn't happen. You blame it on them. That's what he yeah, I said, don't push the fucking alarm. You push the alarm. <laughs> this is it. Bam. 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 And then you just bury it and don't even think about it again? I think that's what most people do. They're just like, eh, what? I didn't do anything wrong. Or I would have a relief knowing that I was going to hell. So there was really no reason to just... I could just kind of... be better now. I could just give in to any whim at that point. I've already got the life sentence. In yeah, yeah, it's already over. And then you could and you just be like, "Look, I know I'm going to hell, so I'm fucking going to enjoy this." <laughs> yeah, it's such an unbelievable sentence if it's true. 
Well, you what, just, hell well, you forever? just have, well, yeah, hell forever. You're an asshole for 80 years and you get hell forever. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They're testing us. They don't the give math. us any information on the, about the game, but they say if you don't play it right, you're going to burn forever. Right, right, right. right. If, if, you don't, if you don't do what I... Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Welcome to the Comedy Store. We have comedy seven nights a week. <laughs> we have comedians from Comedy Central, Showtime. Showtime, yeah. Lifetime. Live at the that. Apollo. We're doing a podcast right now. You guys part of the Hack Squad? <laughs> Have a nice day. Um, <laughs> Sorry, they both had those Justin Timberlake uh, fedoras. fedoras. Yeah, they came in for a while, and now they've went out, and only the Persians have them. That's all that's left with them. You know, I was uh, in New Orleans this weekend, and a bunch of Eagles fans came down who are fucking hilarious. Why? Ah, oh, they just, they just, dude. They, oh, they, the they, game. You know what they literally look like? They look like you know. I, I read a couple of books. I read one book. Why did I say a couple? <laughs> Always trying to fucking enhance what I've done. I read one paperback book that was about 180 pages called Among the Thugs. Yeah. And it was about the, uh, the hooligans in the 80s that would travel around. The Eagles hooligans? No, the uh, overseas that would follow the, um, the, oh, the soccer hooligans. Yeah, football yeah. over there. So that's what they reminded me of. Where yeah. they, they sort of come, they took over this one whole, like, New Orleans bar where there was like a balcony yeah. and it was just all Eagles fans. I'll show you the video of it. They all decided and, to meet up there. Yeah, and it was great. And like people were walking by with Saints stuff on and they're chanting, asshole. <laughs> like they're in Philly. For being a New Orleans fan with yeah. Saints gear on in New Orleans. I actually felt bad for Saints fans because they were walking underneath them and I was like, that, that's like walking under pigeons Did anybody like that are going to dump beer. And I, I don't know. They seem to be on better, better behavior. Like New, York, New Orleans, even if you're um, in a bad mood, yeah. The music and stuff, it, it gets, gets you in a festive mood. Yet in any moment, someone could slit your throat. It's really Oh, kinda, yeah. It's yeah. really weirdly crimey there, right? It's, uh... I saw you know, a dog no. fight when I was there. A random, like a pickup game. It wasn't even like a planned... <laughs> it was just like, we're <laughs> like, all walking yeah. and these two... And they went into a little, little pit. There was like four people watching. Wait a minute, went to a little... Where were you? We, were, we went to the river during the day. We were there for Mardi Gras time. Oh, okay. We got up during the day and looked at the architecture and shit. So wait a minute. So you're looking at architecture, and you randomly walk into like a. We went at the river, and then we saw this. There was like these little pits where you like walk down. It looks like I guess like barbecue pits, but like way bigger. Right. It's about the size of like that's, half that's, this patio. And I, I know that that's a that's something people grow up with, so they don't look at it. I never in a, did a, a weird way, but uh, that that's just doing mean shit to animals is is. It was so brutal. It was so like bloody. Did it you was stay? Horrifying. Did you stay to the end? Did you get up? To beat the traffic. <laughs> no, we walked there. I stayed. <laughs> they so, got up to leave in the ninth inning. They're only down two, and they got a man in base. Ah, let's just go. Come on. Traffic's fucking brutal. I'm out of here. Um, uh, wait, let me ask you a question. What was I going to say to you about something, but I forgot. I'm talking about Oh, do you ever do that with, uh, I want to get back to it, but do you ever, um, somebody, somebody ever bring up a book? They're like, you ever read War and Peace? And you know you haven't read it, but you pretty much know, so you don't want to get into the fact that you haven't read it, so you just go, oh, yeah, yeah. Just oh, yeah. so they'll go ahead and make their point. You just I, act I, like you I, read I, the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with it. That's what I'll say. <laughs> the Art of War. That's one that gets brought up. Catcher yeah. in the Rye, which I actually read. I read that I Actually, I had a period about 10, 15 years ago where I just started reading all these fucking books that I was sick of people bringing up. I read all of them, and really? I can only remember like two or three of them. I liked Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye was really good. I just read, but I just if you told me it was Catcher again. on the Rye, I would believe that too. <laughs> um, 
what else did I read? Count of Monte Cristo I liked. And I read the original, like, seven, eight hundred page one, the tiny typing. Is that the one where he gets locked up in a prison for years and comes back to get revenge? Oh, yeah. And yeah, I keep I going. My, my ADD was so bad, I had to re I probably read, there was probably more like a 3,000 page book for me, the amount of times I had to go back and <laughs> just go keep back. rereading. I, I did that. If you get halfway through a chapter and stop and then put it down for like two weeks, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. No, I just start reading and something I'm reading reminds me of something that I'm doing or I've done or just sends me off on a fantasy and my eyes keep going left to right oh, you'll tune reading out. but I'm not like consciously reading and then I'm just like, oh what wait, that just... guy just died? What happened? And I got to go back. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've I, done I, that. It's awful. What is that? Just lack of education? Or lack of, lack ed- of like, focus? Yeah. I don't know what it is but it's one of those things where it just means you're not good at it. At you, reading? You're not good at reading but like you're good at reading a crowd because you can you, look yeah, at all this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, while yeah, you're you talking you got your head on a swivel and you can just jump around from subject to subject I tried to explain to some lady that I had to throw some lady out of my show recently and it was mm-hmm. like and afterwards she was bitching you've done this before but I was like you know, there's so much going on if, to hear you keep yapping you have to decide whether you have to talk over them or shut them up oh yeah there's like a bunch of stuff going on at once no but uh, with, with the ADD mind you, you can kind of it can sometimes disrupt what you're doing like look at us this is completely we don't have anything we don't even know what the fuck we're talking about yeah. we're keeping it going buses come up oh, let's fuck with the buses <laughs> yeah. if two guys here who read and wrote books were having a conversation if we, when we were listening we'd both be asleep by now yeah they so, would stay on topic the yeah whole time. They're, they're not good at this shit um I did that to Dean Del Rey Stephen yesterday. King Stephen King can just sit there just fucking just, just right. keep a story going for like, if I ever had to write a book about my life, I, I don't think I could go beyond 11 pages. I just, I'm not going to sit there and, like, it was a stormy evening. <laughs> Describe I'm, that situation. I'm, I'm not doing that. I was born in Massachusetts and, uh, you know, stayed back in the first grade. And then high school, I just, just. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Chunk trying to say his life story. Yeah. And Goonies will, like, tell us everything. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, uh, thank you for, uh, we're, we're, we're in an alliance now. Yeah, I was with, just talking about with, that real quick. Yeah, with the All Things uh, Comedy Network. And uh, I know right now, if you go to All Things Comedy, it's just, all it has is our, our, our podcasts up there. That's Just pictures of our podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we're going to put more stuff up there, right? Yes, we are. We're going to start blogging. We're going to make video. Some little videos. All of that. And we're, we're going to make it a destination site. But, you know. We should do, Comedy we, Central we, wants me we, to do. We had to pour the foundation. Yeah. I'm calling it a co-op instead of a network. Yeah, it's a co-op. Yeah. yeah. We all just own shares. People working together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's more hippie-ish that way. It's just a cool. I like it. Bunch of good, funny people. Yeah. Saying, hey, these are all the good, funny people. some point, there's going to be a bag of money. Someone's going to try to grab it and run it out the back door. It <laughs> always happens. Um, but I, all the hearts are in the, good, or the, the right place. I don't mind promoting people. I don't care about... I let the other people deal with money and shit. And I just want to like put out good things. Yeah, I hear you. I, you know I, I, I mean? do that too, but no. But yeah, you'll, you'll, it'll happen. You'll, you'll get burned a couple, two, three more times. Yeah, I guess so. Well, like Alan, you were talking about this, all things comedy. And they were like about the possible money. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, but it'll be funny people, though, right? Like, let's yeah, just no. make it all no, funny that's, people. No, that's the first thing. I'm actually looking at this here because I'm also supposed to hype that we, uh, we're adding a couple more people. Who else is coming? Uh, what do we got here? Oh, Brendan Walsh, the hilarious oh, Brendan Walsh with the Bone Zone and Sam Tripoli with the, uh, the Naughty Shows. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, so we're just going to get a bunch of... Uh, and then we get some advertising on there. 
and then we keep the money instead of those fucking assholes. Instead of everyone coming in, but let me have almost all of it. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. All right. I'm going to own your podcast. Yeah. Okay. But the <laughs> Go ahead. Exposure, I'm listening. But the exposure you're going to get off everything that you're creating is going to be incredible. Okay. Then we'll get in business <laughs> together. And then all the money's going to come to me. Hmm. And then I'm going to tell you what we made. Weird. Okay. Yeah, so I'll and I'll tell you right it. now, we're still not in profit. We had a lot of overhead. <laughs> what? But I thought I, I'm doing there, everything. There was like 12000 in whiteout. Oh, really? Man, okay. I love it when you get in business with something and you're paying all their business expenses. So then it becomes like, so what exactly is your fucking risk? <laughs> what are you That's adding? Like what, 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 you know, when I, when I, I, I had this deal with this CD company. Yeah. I was going to put my, my, my CD out back when they had these things called record stores, people. <laughs> and um, like I had to... like. Their initial thing was they printed like 4,000 CDs because my CD was coming out, the big yeah. release thing. And so right out of the gate, they, ha- they gave me a bill for like 16 grand, like four, four, bucks, per four CD. bucks per CD, which I was already making on my own for 99 cents each. They already marked them up 400%, charged me, and then they charged me for... Wait, for the jewel cases, for the nice like, look of it? For, no, just to make money off of me while we were in business to sell them off to everybody else. Dude, it was right down the checklist, and I was paying for their, their office supplies. And really? All, everything. They fucking charge you for everything. And it gets to the point of like, so like you're just sitting. The only way you can fucking lose money is if no one buys those initial 4000 that I know you had printed up for probably less yeah. than 99 cents, considering you did so many. So the worst you can be out is, is probably about three grand if nobody buys one. Right. If, you, if you, none of your work pays off. Now, that, yeah, that, that's their risk. But other than that... It's just cash flow in. And they say, no, fuck that. You pay even more. You pay $16,000 to ensure we've made a profit. And then all the records of what CDs were sold in the stores all went to them. And if I wanted to find out what the fuck was going on, I had to pay somebody to audit them. And then this is how it works, where if they were off by less than ten grand, I had to pay for the audit. And, then, and But if it was more than that, then they paid for the audit. So you basically gave them like, okay, we can skim... Like 10, probably 12 grand before anybody's going to fucking notice. This is what they do for yeah. the fucking actors union, too. For, if you do a commercial and they don't pay you enough, you have to go after them with SAG. And if they eventually say, okay, if, they ca- if SAG writes them and says, hey, you paid this guy for two spots and it's paid for a year straight, yeah. then they say, oh, okay, my fault. And they yeah. pay $75 in late fees. That's it. Yeah, and they say, brutal. no harm, no foul. And they give you the fucking eight grand they owe you or 10 it's grand brutal. they owe you. No, Anyone who doesn't so open their books who won't let you see everything yeah. is shady as fuck. Yeah, that's like okay. Let's 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 take it to the next level. As I don't understand how this state is broke, and they don't have to open their books. They get Look, we right, got to raise taxes without money, money. Well, if show you me that. had money, if everybody was giving you money from their paycheck every fucking week, yeah, I even should. if you had to pay the roads, pave the roads, and keep <laughs> the water going, I know that costs a lot of money, but everybody is giving you free money, just giving it to you. Yeah. How are you broke? Yeah, what are your costs? You're just hiring more people. They're just hiring more people. And you know what? It might be, there might be a reason, but why won't you open the books and just show me and be like, because this, this, and this. Like, what it really is, is because I think even as like a governor, like, what do they make a year? Like, fucking 30 grand a year? Governors? President makes like 400 grand a year. It's fucking ridiculous. They get paid less than an NFL ref. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's tax free, though, isn't it? (laughs) But yeah, they get paid less than an NFL ref. I'm just using it as an example. I don't fucking know. But this is the thing. So you're setting these guys up. They don't have enough money. So of course they're going to take money. They don't have enough money to run for office. So then I think these guys who pave the roads go, hey, I'll go buy one of your fucking $5,000 
elect me again plates, you know, chicken fajitas. If you make Just sure. hook me up. And then what happens is this is government. And if everyone else had to see that and say, wait, where's yeah. it? why and are you then, paying a million dollars for fucking a two-block street? Yeah, then they come in. There's the whole thing. They pay forty bucks for a hammer, sixty bucks for each nail, four hundred dollars for a yeah. toilet seat. Wasn't that what it is? Six hundred dollars oh, yeah. for a toilet seat, something like that. Didn't you, didn't you overhear that in a bar too by someone Maybe. who didn't look at the books? That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Was that did that never happen? The yep. six hundred dollar toilet seat. I have no idea. Who I don't know knows? either. But the thing is, I just, you just, I just, I just went it. on a nice two three minute run that all fucking made sense, and there's absolutely nothing. Not one book I read, no information, no facts to back up anything I just fucking said. That's just all stuff that I sort of watched on a TV but or overheard, overheard in a bar. Yeah. But my gut's telling me that I think it's true. That it's true, yeah. But you got to believe be. some of those things. Somebody at some point read something and passed and then, it and down to the it. idiots at bars. And then said it. Yeah. No, because if I don't believe that, then all my brain's just me going, you're full of shit. You're full of shit on a loop. There's something up with it. It was the same thing with these, with these podcast networks. They don't want to fucking show you these stuff. It's like you're doing something shady. Just show oh, yeah. me. Just show me that you're not making money. And I no, can, no, they, they all want to. It's like wanna, the major league baseball owners. No, I feel bad for people who are now gonna partner up. Like I feel like what we did was basically as artists, if you can call what we do our shit and dick jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is we basically somehow <laughs> you, you basically you ran off the plantation. So now we're sitting there, <laughs> out of breath. We don't know what the fuck to do. We know we have something of value, but yeah. we don't know what the fuck to do with hey, it. Hey, we could pick our own cotton. Yeah. And that guy knows how to make cotton shirts. Yeah. Let's just get him. But what happens is, is people get scared, and then they go, oh, but I don't know what to do. And then they run back to the plantation, and they get involved in another one of those behind-the-music fucking deals yeah. where someone owns your show. So how I look at it is, I'm learning this shit. You know, as I go, and yeah. I know in the short run I'm fucking myself, and I might even in the long run fuck myself over. But the fact that nobody else owns Your the stuff. stupid podcast that I do, like it would just fucking bother me. You roll out of bed and just do it, right? The Monday huh? morning podcast, you just roll out of bed and do it. Yeah, you do it in bed sometimes, I'm sure, or whatever. Just like just no, no, no. Sometimes it. I'm laying in bed, but I mean, I woke up, I had breakfast, I got yeah. the brain going. Okay, <laughs> and yeah, then you record them. Yeah. Like, why should anyone take any of that? Right, it's just because you don't know how to do everything. But once you yeah. realize, oh, I can, I can learn this. Yeah. Well, why, why, we just treat it like a radio station. Let's just go hire our Herb Tarlick, have that person. Why can't we fucking do that? They're all like, well, you know, I know some people and blah. It's like, no, you don't. They always talk about the plans they're going to do, too. They're going to. Here's what I'm going to talk. Do I have access to this and Oh, this. we're coming off bitter. This is really going Well, bitter. no, fuck it. I've heard the same story so many times. <laughs> I've heard the same story where it's like eventually it's like, I you know. just tell me something you're not doing yet. Right. You tell me something you're planning on doing. Didn't they go to you and Al and offer you a bunch of money? Who? Whoever. I love how that rumor's already started. Didn't Al they, told me something. Didn't, didn't they do that? Okay, you guys were taking... Here's what I heard. You guys were taking meetings. Oh, no, this is what it was. No, like a, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, we tried to start... Uh, I've tried to start so many things. Maybe something else? No, it was this thing. It was this thing. We tried to start this thing. So we wanted someone to build the site and all that type of thing. And we got, you know, so we went out, took a meeting with a couple of sharks. They told yeah. us all the stuff that they were going to do. And the proposal that they came back was, we came to them with the idea and we just wanted them to build the site. And they wanted to sort of partner up. So the first offer that they pushed across the table was that they were going to own 90% and we were going to own 10 And we were like, what? <laughs> And they were just like, You're like wait, we get and, and, and their justification was like, yeah, because you know, if we sell it someday, you know, you guys can 
keep doing comedy and, you know, what, what about us? It's like, dude, I want to be sitting on the yacht next to you. You think I want to go to fucking the Quad Cities for the rest of my life? I'll go there, but I'll, only if I want to. I don't want to have to. So we actually, to we, we took it all me. the way to the point of just saying, how about 50-50? Yeah. And the best they came back with was like, like 25 us, you know, 75 them. And finally, and then we just said no, and their jaws were on the ground. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe how you well, wouldn't want like, to do that. Yeah, this is when you know fo- that, that you got them. Is they go, but this is the standard deal. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're basically putting a dick in your ass or, or telling you that they want to. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? You're going to rape me. And they, and they go, but no, but this is, you know, this is standard procedure. And then you're supposed to be like, supposed, oh, okay. it's standard. Oh, okay, then. Instead of rethinking yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, this, this is, this, yeah, this is happening to everybody. Dude, how many fucking bus tours are there out here? They make a lot of money in that. Those maps used to make a lot of money, too. Those There's always a guy jogging shirtless down the street. Like, <laughs> With high like, striped like, knee socks. Like Stallone is still making movies. <laughs> Hoping to pick him up. <laughs> and he, he, he needs a bad guy they to beat up. need an action star. Come yeah. on. <laughs> How many people have you seen in this town just hoping for that chance? Just waiting, looking like I'm waiting for someone to pick me up and make me a star. I, no, I, I actually feel unbelievably lucky that I chose to be a comedian because I, I swear to God, I got a couple of, I got a couple of residual checks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got one. One was like uh, it's like ten dollars and thirty two cents. Oh yeah. Another one was eleven something. Another was thirty. It's like why don't you just come over here and just slap me in the face <laughs> and just throw some change on the ground? <laughs> it's like the fact that you got to then go down to the bank with like a ten dollar and thirty two cent check. And then, eh, I'd like to get a sandwich and a coke. Can I cash this? Well, we got to wait three days for this to clear. Thank God, I have my sh- shit and dick joke money. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen bucks nightly. No, I don't road. get like no. When that stuff happens, I understand why. Like the people on Seinfeld wanted to try and get as much money Jesus, as they could, her, as they could, because you know, even if if you made like a million bucks an episode, right? If you made a million an episode, it plays again, and then it's half. It's five hundred grand, and then like with it's weird, and then when, like three months. It's, it's like it's nothing. It's ten dollars and thirty two cents. <laughs> like I don't know how it is, and I know what people saying. Well, you got you just made a million and a half dollars. I'm telling you, what it gets. It's like what was that book, the K or the the old man in the sea? Yeah, when he's got that giant fucking tuna, and he's trying to get it back, Lift and those sharks his. just keep taking bites out of it. And by the time he come back, he just got the skeleton, yeah. and some fish lips. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> That's what's left for you. Well, I think when you get as famous as those fucking people do, you literally have you got to be living behind a wall, don't you? What do you mean? So no one can see you? No well, because yeah, people will just you? walk up to your house. Yeah, It'd my be- friend uh, went up to. Uh, he knew where Jordan lived, and he stole his mail. He like stole yeah. like a piece of like a bill from him or something in Chicago. Does it literally say Michael Jordan on it? Yeah, I was like so excited about it. I would think that he would be so famous that somebody being the mayor, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I think it's the same guy. Like, there can't be like mail out there that says Mel Gibson on it, right? There has to be. No, maybe. Doesn't he have anything in his name? Like a not a cable bill. That probably goes all to his people. It's got to be yeah, or one of those awful gold diggers that he got with. Oh yeah, sent him like a letter. Yeah. Um, uh, Beyond so- his feelings on race and religion, uh, the poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, I'm being incredibly wealthy and being hey, he makes- perhaps a holdover Nazi from the original Nazis. <laughs> he had to, he had to get rid of his Laker tickets. <laughs> It's tough to feel bad for people. Wait, didn't they then offer you something like, okay, how about this? How about we just give you guys like a couple hundred grand a piece 
No, and that then, never happened. And then a that, network that's, of people that's, makes that's, nothing. That's the lies. That's the that's the uh, lies. I'm hearing the, something uh, like this from Al though. It was huh? something along. It wasn't like basic rumor. It was something from Al. I don't know what was that. I don't know what was that. We can't confirm or deny it, so we probably shouldn't be saying on okay. that. But, you know, maybe that's already happening. Maybe that deal already <laughs> went selling down. out is happening because this is the first time I'm hearing <laughs> <Okay>. of it. <laughs> what I heard was, regardless of the deal, you laughed in their face and you said "fuck off," <laughs> and you were just like Al said he was trying to be like. No, they they might they might have come back. I don't think they came back with money like that, but they they came back with like, you know, it was it was to sell your it was to sell your soul deal. Yeah. Hey, you guys are doing something awesome. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to own it, and we'll give you this one-time payment. You can go fuck yourself. That's like, I don't know. I, I, I studied those behind the musics when I watched them. Like, I didn't watch those. To see what the deals were? You know people like, like, like to watch somebody fall off? I hate seeing that shit. I don't like watching people bomb. I actually can't watch comedians on late-night talk shows. It makes me nervous. Why? Because it's too, too because much pressure. Because one, one slipped the wrong way. It just feels like it's going to go off the rails. So, hmm. um, Yeah. Those people who get business managers, yeah, hey, I don't even know what a bill is. People who say that shit, it's like, dude. So you signed away your power of attorney. Somebody just to can, one guy. Somebody can write your name on checks <sighs> off of your account. What do you do? Everything yourself? You're you way do too everything busy for that. myself. What? I write a check? How long does that take? And put a stamp on it? And go and fucking. I can't keep track of everything now. My smog. It's always like late. Shit like that's always like late. I can't, no. like, take... I can't... You can't I'm take... Not they literally bring the bill to your fucking apartment. Yeah, they do. They what is the problem? You. Yeah, you just don't like dealing with it. That's what it is. I'm just messy. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, well, I you, see it. I'm yeah. like, I'll pay this later. And then a month no. goes by and I forget about it. No, because you know what I learned? If you want to be the man, I thought, well, if you're the man, then you could just sit there chomping on a cigar all day, getting blown. It's like, no, you have to <laughs> fucking micromanage everything. Yeah. Like, you know what's priceless is that person you tell them one time and they actually go out and fucking do it. If you're one of those people listening to this, you will always have a job. But what happens is they're the shit, and they just keep moving up. But that person, you got to tell them 50 fucking times, they'll stay with you forever because they can't get another job because they're keep a fucking, fucking moron. Keep fucking up slightly, and yeah. you owe them. Like, oh, I know this guy. I've used yeah, him for a while. They're, they're a moron. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. The here's, lifer. Here's what I've learned about humans This is the most recently. business. I know. <laughs> I'll try to get off thing. it. No, no. Actually, I think it's probably interesting to some people. I, uh, oh, and by the way, this is what we're talking about, other comedians. Uh, if anybody wants to hear how to do this podcast and everything I do on it, go to the end of the second Ralphie May episode, and I just break down everything, like all the like the equipment you need and everything you need to do to like make How's your own Ralphie podcast. How's Ralphie doing? He's uh, not that well. He's in. He, he he had that attack, that physical attack. Uh, we probably shouldn't talk about this either. He's open about it too. Oh, he is. Yeah. Come uh, on, Ralphie. Yeah, get back. Come he's on. He's just unhealthy. That's all. But yeah. he's trying to get there. Just start eating kale. Eventually, you'll crave it. <laughs> do you eat that you stuff? Do. I uh, do. Do what I, 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 I. If you saw what I ate today, actually, if you saw what I ate the last four fucking days and drank, you would understand why. You I, have to eat kale once in a while. I no. This morning, whatever I had, I had an apple, and then I made a giant salad. Really? With no dressing. Really? Dude, hardcore. You ever and go to I Whole had a Foods? giant glass of water with lemon juice in it to try to cleanse my liver. Dude, I was so fucking hammered at that LSU game. I had to buy three <laughs> programs because I kept buying them <laughs> and set, no, and just setting them down. <laughs> I, I already do that when I'm sober. Like I'm that classic guy where my, my phone always, always seems to be on vibrate. Um, which it, oh, I put it on vibrate for this, obviously. And I'll just be in my house and I'll set it in the weirdest place ever. And then never find it. Because my brain's like thinking of 50... Other things that don't mean shit. And I'll literally walk into my closet to get a t-shirt, and I'll set it down 
the top shelf of an inside closet or like or inside something. a shoebox or something. Not even, <laughs> <laughs> and then I won't be able to find it for like half the day, and then I'm losing my shit. And then my girl will be like, just like, why don't you just have a specific spot? That's like I, I can't, I can't do it. Jesus, there are a lot of buses out here. Yeah, Simpsons ride. Universal Studios. Dude, do any Americans go on that Starline sightseeing thing? Not Midwesterners that, do. That, I know it's a melting pot here in America, but but there's the, definitely the, some rednecks. That looks. That, they, those people look authentic. Everybody over here is a mutt. Half this, half that. Those people look. <laughs> that's pure full, bread. That's full West, brown. West Westminster fucking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that specific Immigrants. color of grayish brown. Absolutely. That only like. And they all probably have like have. the temperament of like a fucking Dalmatian. <laughs> what does that mean? Just get crazy. I all guess of they, got, they got issues. Purebred dogs have because they're all banging. Because oh, they're all crazy, right? Yeah. They're all like half retarded. Yeah, that's why. If yeah, if if you get like a group of people and they're just on like a little island. Yeah. You know, I guess technically everything's an island. Yeah, but like a small amount of people. Yeah, small so not amount. You just new keep, genes. Yeah, it's like it's like you just keep planting in the same dirt. I heard if you once go to again, like, once again, that's just completely <laughs> made up. Uh, not made up, just something that somebody said, and I gave him 100%. 100%. Thank you for coming by. Please come by later. We have comedy shows seven days a week. <laughs> Here's what I get with like people, like business managers and stuff, is when I look at politics the same way, is I realize that people are just people. They're just crooked. You know, they're, they're able to be bought. And so then it's like when I see those elections and stuff, I'm like, what? You're just some dude. You know, what, you know why that is? You don't have control, and if you do, you're going to fuck it up, too. I was just going to make up some more shit. You know why that is? I literally thought of something. I was just going to say, you know why it is, and then I really, you like, was I, I am real. having this clarity in my life where I'm just realizing just how completely full and utterly shit. full of shit I am. It's like the amount of shit that I say during the course of the day. Most of my it, information about law gets from, like, law and order, shows like that. <laughs> like, almost all. Like, almost entirely. That's the only reason why I know my rights. Because I've watched enough cop shows, and I just watched 21 Jump Street, where the dude didn't know him, so they kept going over him, and I had to refresh. I know my rights. I just watched an old episode of 21 yeah. Jump Street, no, the, re- the remake of the movie. Oh, uh, uh, uh. really? Was that, yeah. that was good. It was actually surprisingly good. I was like, I mean, I know, like, you know, the actors in it are funny, but, you know, I'm just saying, this is a pretty flimsy fucking idea that this, the jump off point is pretty flimsy, but what they did was, it, they did. Sent some kids back to high school. So yeah. some like young looking cops yeah. back Which is school. in the same gene pool as, you know, that you and your dad wish to be each other and then you switch. switch. Yeah. I have and a joke he- about that where it's like the, the, th- the, uh, the only thing the guy does when he goes back to high school is try to like, be- like become more popular or whatever than he was. They never well, try to fuck high school chicks. Yeah, because you can't. But that's what they would you, do. You can't, I know they would, but you can't address that. Because it seems creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. But if you have a 17-year-old body, why wouldn't you try to fuck 17-year-old 17-year-old body, girls? and then you got all 40 years of game in yeah. your ears. You just tear through all this shit. You would just capitalize <laughs> on the opportunities that you had back Dude, then that you didn't know. Teacher. You would you fuck, fuck a teacher. You would fuck a teacher. Yeah. You would. You'd know what bottle of wine to get. <laughs> <laughs> you could pick up their insecurities, see yeah. if they're lonely. Yeah, you'd look at their shoes, you'd figure out what they were into. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's all scuffed up. She doesn't take care of herself. All right, I know how to treat this now, one. I was thinking more if they have just something that's a little too bedazzled. You could tell that they were a freak. Maybe if they, oh. if they, if they wear, you know, a scarf, she maybe likes to be tied up and be choked. You know, all that type of shit. Yeah. Do you know teachers you would go back and, like, try to bone? Do you remember certain teachers? Well, not now. They're like 80. No, but if you, if you go back in time, <laughs> that'd be pretty gross. I'm a fucking old man. I'm older than they were when they taught me. 
No, there was uh, no, no. There was always there was always one a year. You just had a yeah. fucking raging hard on four. Mrs. Farber was my math teacher in like fifth grade. She was yeah. wearing big boobs, low cut like button down shirt. And she would lean over to help uh, you. Ah, you filthy whore. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. No, no, no. I know which ones, and I still remember their names, but I'm not going to name their names out of respect for my now. family crest and uh, their reputation. But you really don't watch the elections at all. No. You just don't bother. I didn't either. I, I, I walked in like, here and didn't even glance at the TV as I'm going to my spot. I don't give a yeah. shit. No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to watch. Like, first of all, I couldn't deal with the anxiety of it. Like, I have this weird thing mm-hmm. where, like, I am. Uh, I am a Democrat, but I'm not a liberal. Like, I, I get like so fucking annoyed with the ridiculous level of left that people are here in LA. It's worse than New York City. It's just oh, like, it's way worse than New York City, dude. It's 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 like Fox News to the left, where it's just you're just like, dude, like like really, it, it, it's it's insane, insanely left. What do you mean, like that they can't um, that they can't look at anything well, they, on their side? They'll, they'll, make, they'll make hey, how are uh, you? How you doing? They'll make super fucking hot girls in tank tops in November. They'll Love be, LA. Go ahead. They they uh, they just make those those, those fucking statements about like you know. Uh, you know, I, Republicans well, like, are Jan- all Janine evil. Garofalo, yeah, which yeah, is like all, all those Tea evil. Party people are racist. Like all of them, and she was like, "Yes, everyone." And you're like, "Come on, man." Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Tea Party. Yeah, uh, other like, than it was, it was it's a like, big monologue joke there for a minute. I didn't, I did recognize that. You were about to. I know. I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't really pay attention to that. But look, I. The thing I think Mitt Romney fucked up on yeah. was like. He he's still going. He's still doing that. You know that that super conservative. Where you have like everything you're saying making sense, but then you still have that. And we should stone people if they're a witch. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like at some point. The holdover things. Yeah, like those things. Like, like I don't. I don't. Okay, here's the thing. Like, I'm on the left, but I don't think because you make more fucking money. That 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 you should just you should pay more like you you really more have percentage to, yeah yeah like I've never heard a justification for that unless you were stealing money right other right? than other but, than but fuck if those you're rich just, people if you're just good and you're successful at stuff but um well that's what but, Obama but I also, said but I also think but, that's what Obama said he said he look at someone like like uh, like Steve Jobs who whatever you feel about him but right. uh, he was like he invented like two or three of the biggest inventions of the last twenty years like he should make money. That I think guy he had people working for him, or they came to them with the inventions, and he did the okay. I own it, yeah. and I'm adding to the phone. He was one of those guys, but his company was responsible. Responsible, yeah, for absolutely. it. So it's like they should get rewarded. That company and everyone who works should get rewarded for that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's that, and then there's also like these. It's too big. It's too fucking big. I don't think that you should like. What is? What's too big? Okay, so he should be rewarded because he's doing that. And then on the other side, you, re- you read that story where they had a fucking sweatshop and people are trying yeah. to leap to their goddamn deaths. That's the other side of the thing. And then they do that whole, well, in order to compete in the global economy. Dude, you know what it is? You're like, what about all your profits? How about take some of those down? It's too... Well, they always say that. Well, if, if we don't have a child make it, a sneaker's going to be $80,000. It's yeah. like, it won't be. I've been around long enough. American Apparel, it just costs a little bit extra. Yeah, (laughs) I pay an extra dollar a shirt for my tour shirts. No, but dude, when I was a kid, we still had enough. Like factories were just starting to leave, and there was no nine hundred dollar fucking polo shirt. There wasn't. It's bullshit. Yeah, you're right. It's bullshit. And then they always say, "Well, the stock, the stock uh, investors, the investors demand it." 
It's like their their idea of they demand it is by that if if you sell their stock, I think because I own stock. I've never called up. Let me tell you, sons of bitches, something. You know, step it up. I'm out of here. I've never done that. I wouldn't even know. I, I wouldn't even know how to do that. But like, this is this is my thing. Like, I, I think, you know, I think you're nuts if you don't own a gun. Even though I don't own one yet, I want to. Um, Why? Because too much trust in people. Look, like the the, the aftermath of the, the hurricane back east. You yeah. see what goes down. Okay, when when you ju- when you're just totally invested in the deal and you're just sitting there like a little baby, like you know the deal feeds me and I'm yeah. totally part of the deal. When shit goes down, you know, everybody's cool for about two three days and then it it starts to go caveman. Yeah. When it goes caveman, if you're like me, you haven't taken any martial arts class or not enough of them. Then you're like, fuck. What am I gonna do now? Yeah, like I know as much martial arts as I know Spanish. Every Same good thing. apocalyptic book. You ever read The Road? You should read The Road if you want to read a book. Fuck Dude, it. I'm already paranoid enough. Oh, yeah. All right. Good. Then don't read it. <laughs> but, like, uh, people become animals. Like, in, like, if you take away society and cops and everything like that, people will just become what they normally would be. It, you, you have to take. Because it becomes yeah. a fear. It becomes fight or flight. And, and, uh, don't trust anyone else. Yeah. And everyone who runs in the beginning, they get, they get whacked. And then it's just, you know... Who's, who's going to start running shit like jail? It's, it's basically, once again, I, I, you know, I've never over. lived through an apocalypse, but no, I'm, but ju- I I'm just I feel like that would happen. Here. I feel like human nature would make that happen. I think that's why those politicians are just doing the same thing because they're just like, in order for me to get paid this job and be able to have speaking gigs later or change the laws, I I'll need to what, say to them everything they want to hear and just lie yeah. in order to get that job and then I can deal with what I need to. Yeah. And that totally makes sense to me. But if you, if you say that to people... They, they think you're like a conspiracy theorist or whatever. Like, I don't look. One of the great things I ever heard that really calmed down my fucking, the rhetoric in my head yeah. was actually Mark Cuban from the Dallas yeah. Mavericks. One of the best owners in sports. He, yeah, and he was talking about, you know, those people, get rid of the Fed, get rid of the Fed, blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, okay, all right, and then what? What is your solution? Right. And I realized that I had no solution. So I was going to do... Yeah. Basically, whack Saddam, and then what? I don't know. We make a McDonald's, and everybody <laughs> starts living like us. Yeah, Fuck, no, what do we do now? Vacuum power. Yeah, and then it's like, what do you do now? So now it's like you got the you got the thing that you know. I don't know. This yeah, con- no, conversation just, is so beyond. I'm just getting to this point in my life now. What where I've read. I'm starting to like 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 distrust people, like TSA and stuff. I'm like, who are you? Why do you have this control over me? I don't, oh, I don't go this. through. I don't go through those. No, I don't those either. Machines, and then the, the TSA guy who says they're safe. Oh, really? Really there? Not a scientist? Really yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. Just telling you what they told you to tell me? And you know who, you know who did the scanners? you know who owns that company? The devil? No. The guy <laughs> who used to run the TSA. Who said, oh. you should buy my... We need scanners. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I happen to have a company that makes scanners. Really? Good Are for they him. safe? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're safe. Yeah, good for him. You know what? And he justifies it. And we're taking it. that guy's and, word and, and, for and it. And he justifies it by saying that if I didn't do it, somebody else would. Mm-hmm. And I just took it from you that what you just said was true and now we're talking about it yeah this is why there's no solution but I, the problem is i distrust everything <laughs> but then you say it and then nothing gets done though you're not you're not solving anything no but like when the, how do you stop terrorists and boarding planes like i don't know no I, I don't i don't i don't know well i mean you probably lock the fucking cockpit door right wasn't that enough no, yeah, I, I would do what israel does check everybody israel like over there hello like they don't 
Like the plane is never there's no like at, at night there's like people sitting in cars just standing there's people walking around like the plane it's so impossible it's not even attempted like they to get there. they, they yeah. haven't had a hijacking I think since like They've the early seventies now that's something I actually saw in sixty minutes but I don't remember how many years it's been or if someone was in a car or if someone was walking around I don't remember any of that yeah. but I do remember that they it was being watched. The worst thing that ever happened to El Al was that they, the the place at LAX was held. Somebody pulled out a gun. Jesus Christ, look at this group of nurses here that just completely doesn't want... Fat. Where are you guys from? They're all plugged in. Oh. They're all plugged in. Yeah, I was going to say, they can't hear us right now? I don't think one of them is going to come out. They just don't, they don't have that look. At least one of them. They looked annoyed when you handed the business card. That's a human talking, though. That's a real person who's talking. Oh, you're listening to that person. Okay. There we go. That's fair. Okay, now the guy driving the van, I guarantee you. What? He probably did like fucking two episodes of Hardcastle and McCormick. <laughs> probably when he was like 15. <laughs> do you do that? I watch movies. I, watched, I just watched um, Hard to Kill. Remember that one with uh, Steven Seagal? They killed his family. The Jamaicans were the bad guys. Oh, yeah. that's, always, that's, that's always the greatest way to start. Uh, yeah. You wish you were this dude. Yeah. You, know, you know those movies like the all those movies that you wish that you were that much of a badass. It yeah. always starts off with there was a holdup at a, at, a, at a convenience store, and he just happens to be there. Getting and he was his, just a family man. Yeah, taking him to Wally World, knocked right? everybody off. Yeah, right. but there was a guy behind the counter, and he was like, "Dude, thank you so much for helping me." It was like five lines, and I was like, "That was this guy's big break yeah. in Hollywood." You ever watch small parts like that? No, no. I used like to, what happened to him? I used to do when I lived with uh, Robert Kelly. Yeah, lived with him in New York. He, he said that shit to me one time, and it was, I was, like, depressed for, like, a good four hours. <laughs> Over that, the idea that, like, his big break yeah. wouldn't turn out to be anything? Oh, dude, me and Bobby, we were, we were living like fucking animals, man. You guys lived together? Yeah, we lived in this railroad apartment that had a walk-through bedroom. And us What's a two, walk-through bedroom? Like, some, like a railroad apartment, it's, it's exactly like a railroad. Like, if you're walking through a train, that's how the, that's how the rooms are set up. Okay. So when it went... There was like a bedroom, and then the next was really like a like a like a walk-in closet kind of space. Yeah. But there was enough room to put like a single bed, so in that the there was a bedroom, and then there was a living room, and then the bathroom, and then the kitchen, all in a straight fucking line. So it's called a walkthrough because your roommate has to walk <laughs> to through your, your bedroom, bedroom to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So if you're having if you're with some girl, they have to have the waiter just go absolutely. through. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all walked in on each other. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, just keep yeah, going. Yeah. Although nobody ever walked on me when I was banging a girl. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I ever walked in on Bobby either. But no, the other guy would always. Because I knew if, if the door was closed, Bob was in there banging someone. Otherwise, the door would be open. Yeah. And I used to try to. I always had a way game. So I was always just like, listen, I got to walk through a bedroom. And I'm fucking living with two other people. So the odds <laughs> of somebody coming in, you know. So, so you just um, try to fuck over there. No, so then I would go over to there. They're awful fucking places. I yeah. used to date a girl. Like, her bedroom was this room that had, like, French doors that closed that were, like, glass. Yeah. And they, they were, we were sort of covered. We had to, like, <laughs> fuck under the, the spreads. Dude, New York is brutal. It's brutal. Like, I, I don't know why people... I, keep people, I don't know why people live there beyond a certain age. It's for young people. Because it's exciting. Cause In it's, Manhattan, cause, you yeah, mean? Yeah, because, yeah. dude, unless you have a fucking bankroll... The size of a fucking spare like Woody tire. Woody Allen, you can buy yeah. another apartment and yeah, make him who actually, one. who actually did it? I did a gig in his old, uh, his old fucking brownstone that he had that was right on 
right on fucking Fifth Ave in Central Park right there, dude. Like, he actually, they, they, this dude was a fucking mansion. Yeah. He's like Bloomberg shit. Like, this is how much money that dude made. Making his own fucking movies, doing all that, basically. Right? They had in the basement areas where the help lived. And there was a kitchen upstairs, but downstairs, as if the help was making the dinner, they made it down there. Really? Yeah. Separate kitchen. Yeah, downstairs. Which, wow. i got to be honest with you, I totally understand. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, because if you ever had company over, even if it's a relative, after a while, get the fuck out of here. I want to sit here scratching my balls. I don't want you walking through. Come clean later. Yeah. I'm I, paying you just to get out of here. Yeah, just get out of here. Make it easier for me. Bring me shit and leave yeah. if you got to have it. Yeah. I, have, I can't Whenever I have like a driver If some club sends me a driver To like take me from the airport home I always feel obligated to talk to them oh, And like did. maybe sit in the front Unless I like I'm like <laughs> To show how down to earth you are. Yeah I feel <laughs> I feel so bad about it Like you shouldn't Why be should driving me I don't, It just feels wrong You don't feel worthy You got low self esteem yeah, Like most comedians it. Yeah that's it Yeah No look dude You just got on a fucking plane Sitting there with your knees in your chest yeah. If you're lucky enough to get a driver, fucking enjoy it. They offer you water, take it, then shoot the shit with them. Learn a little bit about the about city. The city, yeah. Yeah, have a good time. That, or if they try to take my bags when I get out of the the, the cab or the car, like at the hotel. Yeah, I was like, I no, was no, 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 don't, don't. Come on, I can take. Because then also, I don't know what the tip later. Is it like five dollars when they take it up to your? That's always room? weird when they pull up and then somebody he goes to take and the other guy goes to hand it off to him and then you you, you fucking yeah. you go broke just tipping people going in. Then I always think of Jackie Gleason who used to walk around dropping hundreds in everybody's hands. Just everybody. Yeah. Here you go, pal. Didn't know anybody's name. I just thought that was Joe DeRosa. Um, (laughs) So That's uh, L.A. Joe DeRosa. Oh, Joe, yeah. Yeah. He kept thinking of moving here, didn't he? Joe? Yeah. Yeah, but his livelihood kept him back east. Because why he makes all his money in New York? No, that was was an inside joke for people who listen to Opie and Anthony. He He got in an argument one time with this fucking DJ. Yeah. So the DJ wants to, like, Joe had made fun of the guy. Yeah. So the guy wants to get him back. So what does he say? I don't think you're funny. And DeRosa always takes the bait. So he gets in this big <laughs> fucking debate about whether, who gives a fuck if one guy doesn't Thinks like you're your funny. Ad. It's okay. Yeah, every night, even if you have a good set, there's going to be at least five people in the crowd. Don't if fuck you have like a 95% approval right. rating, there's going to be some people who All think right. you suck. But it's so still good. So Joe couldn't handle that this guy kept trashing what he did for a living so he kept going you're attacking my livelihood <laughs> he kept saying livelihood <laughs> it was much funnier when he was doing it and like what livelihood the workout sets at the cellar what livelihood are you talking about <laughs> $19 you're making nightly what exactly are you saying no you know it, it was everything that I love and hate about Joe I, I don't hate just get frustrated with him that he won't let shit like that good, just well, go well it's funny because you're watching him take the bait but then it's like I'm rooting for him because he's actually losing to a DJ <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew that guy a little better DeRosa DeRosa yeah oh he's a riot I'm like friendly with him but I don't ever like know him I've, I got to know like Metzger and, and Jay Okerson but never DeRosa oh yeah no Joe's a good guy now we got two tour buses here Oh, you got the up. London bus. Do they actually buy those from London, or do they just have them made over here in no, cheaper they have American made. versions? There's no fucking way. They don't fly <laughs> them over here. Things. They don't have them shipped over. Remember when? Um, well, why not? I mean, you buy a Mercedes. That's from Germany. Sh- Somebody's going to write. They actually, whole, like, they're made in Rhode Island. In uh, in uh, that guy from the Beatles, the the vegan guy, whatever his name is, the one that's still alive. Oh, uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And he's all on the green and everything. So he bought this hybrid car, this full electric car from India and um, to save gas and stuff. But then they, 
they shipped it over to him in a private helicopter. Just like one. <laughs> and he was like, That's, that costs so much fuel. Yeah. Oh, he said that? Yeah. It was like, you just ruined everything I try to make by having an electric oh, car. I thought he was doing it. Yeah, I got to tell you, during that hurricane, that Chevy Volt looked pretty good. Yeah, right? <laughs> the lines just whip right past yeah. that. Then you need a generator. It's just somehow, what you got to do is if you can stay, you got to stay. And then you got to like, then you got to like hide that you have like a generator. You, if you have all the oh. supplies... People can't know that you have the supplies. No, you can't tell anyone. No. So I was talking about that on uh, Chelsea Peretti's podcast where even if your lights work at night, you got you to put up the front. You got to go candlelight. Oh, yeah. As everybody's withering away and you still got a pot belly going. I know. It's crazy, right? I feel <laughs> I weak. must be distended, my it's belly. It's just, yeah, distended. Exactly. There you go. See, you, <laughs> you read word. some stuff. Distended. That's still I have from college. That's because I used to make fun of Ethiopia yeah. a lot. How do you have a distended belly and a double chin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, that's the next level. Everything starts to distend. <laughs> I like how they justify that on Lost, where that guy Hurley was like not losing weight, even though he's on this island with no food for like six uh. months. You're like, how come that guy's still fat? But they worked in the storylines. Like, no, there's a secret stash of food that he's he's finding and hoarding for oh, himself. That poor bastard. You know how much extra he probably ate that week when they came up with that storyline. He's like, so I don't have to lose anything. No, because he's probably like everybody. Like he knows everybody knows, but now he knows they know. <laughs> And making a storyline about his fat. Yeah. I actually ran into him the other day. I walked in some place to get something to eat, and I saw him s- sitting there. Did you say anything to him? No, because I never watched the show, and, uh, you know. It's not worth it. The last season was so fucking shitty. It ruined everything. Yeah, I didn't. Somebody had a great joke about that, where people were just saying, like, dude, it's the last thing. You got to watch. You got to watch. You got to get caught up. And it's like, dude, these are hour-long episodes. You're telling me I have to basically spend like 600 fucking hours. To get caught up on a thing that, with no payoff. Don't Definitely do not watch Lost. If you haven't gotten into it yet, don't watch it. It's so shitty. It's such a shitty payoff. It makes you feel just used. Oh. It's like finding out your girlfriend was cheating on you the whole time. You know, like, that's oh, a reoccurring oh, theme in your life about being... Were you used as a child? Were I what? Were you fucked over? You, did you feel used? What do you mean, cheating Like your stuff? parents had you just because they wanted something cute for a couple of years and they ignored you? No, they were I good parents. I feel used. You just wanted to hear me to go goo goo gaga, mama dada, and that was it? No, they were Grew good. a fucking beard in third grade. I already, already started becoming a rebel. <laughs> I didn't, when I lost my religion, that happened. I was just like, I just rethought everything. And I was like, oh, what are we doing that for? I got mad when they expected me to date Jewish girls that were cunty. Rather than some nice, like Mother Ter- like a young Mother Teresa, they would rather me not date. Oh, they didn't know. I'm like, that doesn't make any... So why don't you just pick a sweetheart Jewish girl? Find me one. They're all entitled. Oh. They're all selfless. Their dads all tell them they're princesses, and then they believe it. Whatever. Uh, um, no, that's all right. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, that's a, I just a whole other world. <laughs> yeah. It's, I have a hatred for Jews that I can only be from within. It's like, a, I still love them. Dude, but I, fucking layup. Mel Gibson is a guest. You Get guys could just on. be sitting there going, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that guy, Jerry Rocha, used to have a joke about that. That's my, one of my favorite jokes ever. Jerry Rocha's joke? Jerry joke. Yeah. I don't want to burn it, but that's one of the, my, I fucking love that joke. I'll put it on the website. That's what I'll do. I'll just find a clip of it and put it on the website. I'm, I'm trying to think what the punchline was. It's this. It's my, my uncle is too racist to tell jokes, to tell racist jokes to. Because you start off, you tell him, tell him a joke, and he just goes, I know, right? And did I just say that? What? Was that when I was just imitating Mel Gibson, I just said, I know, right? So, I don't know, maybe. See, that's yeah. why I don't watch fucking comedians' acts. Because you're because afraid? Because it just, it seeps in. 
Like, oh, that fits to this. You just unlock something in your brain. Like, yeah. oh, that's a good thing. I mean, like, thanks, the brain. idea to have him here. Yeah. That's why you, you can't do it. Because when you think when you're on stage and you're riffing and all, like, the shit comes up, like, that. Yeah, that, it comes from somewhere. Yeah, it comes from it's somewhere. It's either from a TV show you watched yeah. when you were little, some, like, some phrase some somebody movie, used when you were in the 80s. Something you're trying you to and your back. friends say. Yeah. Something your dad said. And then if you have just like hours oh, and what hours, if it's some guy on that stage said it, and that's where I'm yeah. getting it from. I don't like label everything. See, I'm glad you brought that up because if you listen to this podcast, he would be like, "That was the same topic," and then he used my punchline. <laughs> I would have been like, "Oh, did I?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right, let's get it. Well, you know what it was too is because then I also went around and I quoted that joke. Yeah. To like everybody because I, I fucking it's fucking awesome. I, it's a great I joke. loved it. And the way he acts it out, I loved it, and. Uh, it was one of those jokes that was so well written, you know what I mean? That yeah. you, you could tell it. It wasn't like you had to be there, like that thing I told like five minutes ago about DeRosa, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Stuff saying stuff on podcasts. Yeah, but I'm and then sure you it's say it four or five times and it's fucking in there. Yeah. I know what you mean. I get scared of it. Somebody just told me that uh, some Dane Cook bit from like 10, 15 years ago. And they said, I was like, oh, I'm doing that same exact thing. I got to rewrite yeah. that joke yeah. <laughs> before I record no, it. No, but the difference is. is that you then go, oh, okay, I got, I got to rewrite the joke or I got to drop it or whatever. Come what up if with you a don't hear about angle. it? Yeah. Well, yeah. if you don't hear about it, then you don't fucking... There's no way for you to know everybody's shit. Yeah. But if somebody comes up to you, like, you know, throughout my career, someone say, hey, just let you know, someone has a joke like that. Immediately, fucking dropped it. The only time I didn't... It's hilarious. I like to go see it because some people say it's too me, close. Me, yeah. me and Greg Giraldo yeah. had a bit about, uh, about that... Remember show MTV Cribs? Yeah. And the logical... First thought you have when you watch it is look basically, at my shitty place. Look at all the shit I have, and yeah. then here I am sleeping on a futon, yada yada yada. So we essentially had the same bit. And one night I was doing it at the cellar, and Greg, you know, rest his soul, came in and he said, "Hey, Bill, just let you know, I got a, I got one like that." And it was a really bad period in my life where I just was traveling a lot. And when I travel a lot, like the jokes slow down, and I was just like. Ah, fuck, I'll drop it. He goes, no, I'll drop it. No, 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 you, you, yours is better. I go, no, fuck that. You keep it. <laughs> and we kind of had this thing, and then we just sit, and he goes, how about we just both do it on the road? <laughs> and I laughed. Thinking in my head, I'm going to drop it. And I go, yeah, all right, whatever. Just, just, I just need, I needed the time. I needed yeah. that extra five. So we say that thing. So then we never talk about it again. We never do the bit again in the city. <laughs> <laughs> but then we both get half hours for Comedy Central and we both do the Put joke. <laughs> and Mike came out first, so then somebody texts me, uh, just to let you know, Greg Geraldo. Yeah. And then I called him up and we fucking laughed our asses <laughs> off about it. Um, going, we're such fucking idiots. And we both said we didn't need the joke. But I, I worked clean. When I did my half hour for Comedy Central, I worked clean. Really? Beca- because they were beeping oh. it and I was just like, well, if you're going to beep it, then what's the fucking point? So I just did my act clean. Uh, but then when I did, I did my specials, um, I viewed those as more like you're going to buy the DVD. This is like, this is a rated so you R. Get what you get. Yeah, yeah, this is a rated R movie. So if you guys want to go there and bleep the shit out of it and edit it and cut it all up, which I get. I mean, that's what they do over there. Fine. But like, I don't want, I want the, 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 the original, the what? Not the blueprint. The fucking, the, the the original fucking generation of the thing, to be what my act is. I'm not a yeah. clean comic, so I don't want to go out there and like. I read that blog you wrote a long time ago about it, about uh, used to, how you used to be clean. That was you, right? Yeah. And then you were just like, "What am I doing?" At some point. Well, I was. I came up with Patrice, and he was working on 
I just can't. I came up with like some I'm really smart guys, brilliant fucking guys, who were breaking down comedy for you. Way so. belong, way, way beyond where they should have at their level, and just being around it. It's like it's like whatever. It'd be like playing hockey with someone who's better than you. You're, you're gonna get better. Yeah. And um, they tell you some theory, and you're like, "Oh, I never thought of it that way." But you're right; I could put that. Yeah, in play. like Patrice was always breaking it down. And then I also, then on top of that, I got to listen to headliners who were yeah. breaking it down. But the guys I came up with, you know, they got good so fucking fast. Who'd you come up with? Huh? Who'd you come up with? Came up with Patrice, Dane Cook, Open Micers together. Kelly. Yeah. Wow. Like, dude. Dane Cook for all the shit that that guy got and all the like the backlash and all that yeah. like it's really a shame that people didn't see like what that dude he basically invented a new genre of comedy and then like he he was like that physical style dude that guy was like fucking two and a half three years into his career and he had fucking headliners yeah. guys doing it 15 20 years complaining going I shouldn't have to go on after that that's bullshit you know where's the jokes and blah 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 and it's like no dude you can't follow it yeah. and they couldn't he was going up there that's what like, says about Rick Ingram it's like oh he's just doing crowd work I can't follow it it's like just go do your jokes right yeah he was like 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 uh, a rock star what, what he was doing yeah. and then you know and then you know we, when I started it, it, it's like, like 12, anything well, once it gets too popular yeah, the tipping it. point comes and then it's like, like, dude, back in the day, U2 was, was the fucking underground band. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones like, like, sticking it to the like man yeah. and all that. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're playing the Rose Bowl. They got this fucking alien tarantula over them and shit. And it's everybody's a beautiful like, day. Your song is about a beautiful day. Yeah. And then Who's just, being And then everybody's just like, the fucking corporate blah, blah, blah. And it becomes that. So. Dude, I saw Dank. When I started here, Dublin's was going on. It was like, it's not even there anymore. But it was like the hottest room in L.A. Every and not an night. easy room. No. Did you do it? Yeah. No, that wasn't an easy no. room. It was the good-looking Hollywood crowd who are... They're so good-looking, they just want to look at each other yeah. and themselves. So it was really... And it was a bar. And it was a bar. But it, it was also It wasn't a comedy club, yeah. Every week. And yeah. Dane would... That was... He would just crush there every week. I would just sit in the back and just go, Jesus. He's destroying. Destroying. Like on levels I had never no, seen. No, when, when we used to do Nick's Comedy Stop, uh, this the guy, Kevin Knox, rest his soul. Everybody fucking love is dead. Fucking... Um, <laughs> He he was the greatest guy and absolutely would destroy. We used to joke that he didn't host the show. He looked t- he took breaks from killing and he had he like his whole act was a closing bit and he would go up and do like 5 minutes of it and then bring you up. And and Nick's was like Kevin an airport Knox. of people just yeah. that they papered the room so nobody had anything invested they were hammered and he would get he would whip them into a fucking frenzy and then bring you up with your two years of experience <laughs> and it would be literally like you learned how to surf you've been surfing for two years and then you went to those fucking those, those, giant those giants yeah. yeah so you just <laughs> held tunnels. on for dear life and Dane I swear to God within six months of going down there doing it he was the guy who went on last no one wanted to go on after him yeah no one wanted to go on after him and um. Yeah, he and it was like he came out and he would he would just do the clap at the beginning of that song. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah, he would get the crowd going because it was the end of the show. They were dead. He'd get them going, and then he would sing that song for like two seconds, dance like an idiot. Everyone would be laughing like this kid's a fucking freak. Get them and on then, his wavelength, and then he would launch into his totally like. I mean, when you talk about alternative comedy, what he was doing was nothing like. What? what everybody else was doing. So I was watching him doing that, and then I also had the Patrice, who Patrice was going up. And you know Godfrey? Yeah. 
He he broke down Patrice's act one time so brilliantly. Godfrey did? Yeah, he goes, you know what's so awesome uh-huh. about him is he's so big, but his act is so small. Like, he, he doesn't move around. No, he just sits on a stool he, he mostly, just, too. Yeah, and he's just talking to you. I mean, um, I mean he, got, he got into conspiracy theory and really big subjects, but, like, the, the relatability of it was so him just having a conversation with you. So I, I saw, was able to absorb yeah, he had two a real totally different t- spectrums t- and then be with two people who are really, really driven. Like when we were there, I mean, not not to say that I wasn't driven either. Like I was a, like, no, wait, Dane got down to New York first, but then came back. But I was just like three and a half years in. I was like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm going to New York. And I had no idea. And I got that walk-through bedroom apartment. I was eating spaghetti every fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> had a roach crawling across me. All the classic New York. You know what's funny, too, is I didn't even kill it either. I thought it was part of living in New York. Like, I got to get tough. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you very much. Um, All right, one recognized. <laughs> one recognized. That's not bad. <laughs> not from daylight. a bus. Not from a bus of sightseers. Broad daylight. Dude, have we really been talking this? How long have we been I haven't even gotten to what I wanted to talk about with you yet. How Fuck. far is it? Because I got other shit 12. to do. All right, well, let's, let's, get, let's get to, we'll do a fucking lightning round of shit you wanted to get to. Okay. What do we got? I want to talk about just you being a Boston sports fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to get into that stuff. I'm Fuck. A, well, like, I grew up, I grew up there, so I am a fan of them. But there's a weird thing that comes with that success is that there's a bunch of fans that... Oh, this is a good segue from Dane Cook. Okay, that, go ahead. That, that I don't remember being there. I, I've been away. I left Boston so long that I don't relate to it. Like, I go to Fenway Park. There's people sitting on the Green Monster. There's like a little mall area in right field. They closed. They bought up all this, the souvenir stores. No, it's just you just walked. It. You used to be able to just walk in and buy were, a ticket. They were, they were the, almost the whole, like every sport was just like losers. No, no. Celtics were the shit. Celtics, excuse me. Bruins Celtics were, were great. always great, uh, but they but they could never it's get past the, the Canadians. And, the, and, the, and, and then once we finally got past the Canadians, we couldn't get past those great Edmonton teams. As far as like when I was there, the Sox, like it's just what they did. Sox could never Four win. Four or five years they'd big. suck, and then it'd be like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then they would they would just choke in the most brutal fucking way ever. But like all through the Wade Boggs and Clemens era, no, they never went as far as they should have. They never went there. They even no, go they to got, World they, Series? No, yeah, 86. They got to one strike away. Oh, yeah. Which then, now I watched the replay of that, and now it's funny. It used to be unbelievably painful. Like, I would sometimes think about it, and it would get sick to my stomach. But now it's hilarious. When I watch the ball Buckner. go through Buckton's legs, I just laugh. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but um, Because you've won, so it's healed a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah the movie's over. And like even like when we won in 04, when yeah. we won in 07, it, it was like we are... There was, when we won it in 04, it was, like, it was like, that was the end of the movie. Roll yeah. credits. So now what? We win it again. I'm going to be just excited. And by 07, the Red Sox had become the Yankees. We were fucking buying everybody. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, so, and that, and it, it's that aspect of it. The, you know, the Patriots used to play in this stadium that it was like, they had like aluminum seats. If you stood up, you know, if you stood up, you lost your seat. If you were the last guy mean? to sit down. Oh, because it was a long benches. Because it was just like a long bench. And like people were, were kind of fatter fat. than <laughs> they fat. were. And then and if it was winter layers. time and everybody had that big puffy coats back then because they didn't have that new technology like the North Face shit wasn't around back then super you thin. stood up you lost seats and then you'd be standing up and everyone would be giving you shit telling you sit down because they <laughs> knew like, that where? you couldn't yeah and that was the joke and people would you know throw shit at you and fuck around so you'd be kind of have like your hands on your knees like you were playing like 
in the infield. So then the next great play that would happen, people stood up. You would actually miss it and sit down real quickly. Um, yeah, and it was always everyone would sit down. There'd be the guy in the aisle that got pushed out, and he'd be like almost like in the middle of like a genuflecting like he was in church, just like crouched down in like the aisle. And now we got this giant stadium with a mall connected to it. There's a it's fucking nice. there's a lighthouse. So, but, but, but the team itself, the team itself and the game itself is still like, uh, like the, the level of love that I have yeah. for the Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, and Patriots is ridiculous. And evidently the LSU Tigers now, because I was devastated. I went to the game out there. I remember the Pats being the first team when they played the, the, the Bears in the Super Bowl. It was like the first time I remember like it was like a 15-point oh, yeah. spread or something. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. But the, so you're saying the second best team? It's 15 points worse than the best team? Yeah, yeah. And then they cover the spread easily. Oh, yeah, no, it was bad. It was the first that, team that I had no biggest, chance that biggest, I saw in the At Super that Bowl. time, was the biggest ass-kicking until the 49ers beat the Broncos, like 55 to 10 or something. Yeah. Um, but I went to the airport when they beat, they beat the Raiders. They, they beat the Jets in the wild card. Then they beat, they beat the, uh, the L.A. Raiders. Oh, wow. And I went to, down to Providence where they landed. To welcome them home? To welcome them home. Like, you went to one of those? At like four in the morning. I was How a high school you? kid. How old were you? High okay. school. And then, so and then they more. beat the Dolphins in the Orange Bowl. And that was like the curse. We could never beat them. In the, we hadn't beat them in the Orange Bowl in like 20 years. Or, so, or at least since the late 60s. And we finally beat them. And that was a big tragedy. That was one of the great Super Bowls that never happened. Was the Bears lost one game that year. They lost it to the, to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah. And that's the only thing... It's the only thing that stopped the Bears from going undefeated. And the last team to go undefeated was, was the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. And the so Dolphins would have been, met them in the Super Bowl. They would have met them. And the Bears would have had a chance redeem to, to redeem themselves. And Dan Marino was Dan Marino was a fucking man. That's another great argument. People say the guy didn't have a ring. He's the only guy who beat the 46 defense. And he fucking lit him up. Yeah. He didn't light him up. He, whatever. He scored the like 20, 20, 30 defense? points or something. The what defense? The 46 defense. Uh, that's what uh, they called him. B- B- Buddy Ryan came up with it. I don't know the, 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 like what, exactly what went on, but that's all you heard. 46 defense. You can't stop it. Dude, like, it, it was like, it was, it was this juggernaut. So anyway, so after they, when they beat the, the, the LA Raiders, it was only, a, it was like probably 40 people. And you're like yeah. high-fiving them and all that. T- Julius Adams and all these guys going by. It was awesome. But then when they <laughs> beat the Dolphins, it was a fucking mob. Because nobody thought they could do it. Yeah, and this is pre-9-11, 16 years. It's at this little airport. So we oh, push yeah. through the fucking doors as the plane <laughs> is pulling up. Do you know like those old school things? Like, you know, like it's, it's a pickup truck and with the stairs. With the steps, yeah. And you drive up. People were standing on one of those. Like too many was almost tipping over. We basically kind of rushed the airplane. And they were like, wow. you know, we got within reason. And there were like cops there kind of doing like the, we're going to start swinging soon with their belt, billy clubs. <laughs> And I Did remember, they have the shields pushing you back? Yeah, and they opened all the 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 uh, the doors to the plane. And I remember yeah. Tony Franklin, our barefoot field goal kicker, who actually kicked <laughs> the first field goal in that suit. We were actually up three, three to nothing, nothing for half a second when we played the Bears. <laughs> I remember him waving. I remember Tony Easton walking by. It was sort of this weird look on his face with the worst members only jacket I ever saw. I it was literally butterscotch color. And he yeah. just he didn't look like a jock. He didn't. What did he play? Quarterback. Really? That's what Tony we, Eason was their quarterback? Yeah, that's who we, That's the guy that we picked before Dan Marino. We picked Dan Marino. <laughs> so he the, got redemption Saints, by beating the, Marino the in the playoffs? The Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs beat, uh, 
I really want to watch that game again to figure out how the fuck we bought them. We were probably typical. The Dolphins never had a defense. But, that must have been a redemption but, for Eason. But, but you, know, you know, it was always like we just got – when you win a championship, just everything falls into place. You just get fucking lucky and yeah, you go no on a run. injuries. Dude, I swear to God, nine times that year to start the game, it seemed. Yeah. We kicked the ball off. The other team caught it. We knocked it loose for a fumble, or they just dropped it, and we either picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown, or we recovered it First and had to go eight yards. Yeah, that fucking happened. <laughs> I guarantee you, at least half a dozen times, and it was just like, and I know that our special teams, Mosi's Tatupu, Mosi's Musus, all that him. bullshit. That was the crowd, but like, I know that they were the shit. But like, it just got to the point of like, dude, is this fixed? Like, how can this keep fucking happening? Yeah. That's what you need sometimes, just everything working out. And it's ridiculous other clubs that I can still remember all of that, and I can't remember the names of restaurants. I have no short-term memory. I think it's cell phones. Oh, from that, tuning out? That's the theory. It's getting older, that's, too. That's the theory I'm throwing out there. No, because when I was younger, I remember my, this guy driving me uh, to, to, to work once when I was 16 or something. He driving me like a summer job uh-huh. with my friend's parents. And I, we were both Yankees fans. Right. And I was like, what do you think of Steve Sachs this year? He's you know, batting like eight points higher than last year. And he goes, oh, I don't know what he's batting. And I was like, what? Yeah, how I you thought you said know. you're a Yankee fan. Yeah, but he also has responsibility. Probably a wife, kids, maybe yeah, yeah. child support. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. And also, he's had <laughs> fucking eight, like 40 different teams in his, in his mind now. I had now, five. Now, did, did Steve Sachs get the yips with you guys or no? <sighs> was he already? Because that's kind of known I'm as... I'm trying to remember. Because what's weird was... was, was well, well, the yips is when you, you just can't make the fucking throw. The last minute, you just... You just no, what it is... happens, what happens is, is you throw the ball to first base after you've done it a zillion fucking times. Oh, yeah, you couldn't without, throw to first. Without even thinking. And that one time, you make a bad throw. Then the next time, you're thinking about it. You Don't start make a bad throw. About, you start making your mechanics. You make another bad throw. And then you got the yips, and you can't stop. He did it. I think it ended his career with the Dodgers. That's why he got shipped off. They just bunted at him every but time after that? Years later, Chuck Knobloch... Did it too. And he was. Oh yeah, he couldn't throw. That's right. They he put was him playing right, second, right? right? The guy was out of baseball by thirty-three. It was one of the saddest things I ever saw. He couldn't make the throw to first from second. And he, and he was he was a clutch fucking player. He was great on Minnesota. Then he went to the Yankees. Yeah. That's what they say that New York curse. But people, it's like it's too big a city. The light, the lights are too big on you. Because it happens you to a lot so? of people. Who was that guy that ended up? He was. He Some played for can't. somewhere that in, going to Detroit. Jeff or came Weaver Detroit. didn't seem like he had a good time when he was in New York. Yeah, it was some dude who played bad, then threw a perfect game like the next year when he was on Detroit. It wasn't Wells. Who the fuck I was think it? a lot of that comes down to the, uh, to the luck of, uh, of, of just, just being an athlete. Because I've got to be honest with you, like, when yeah. they, they make a big deal about playing in New York City. but They overrate those New York players. Well, because they sit, they sit there and they talk about like, how insane the media is and all that type of thing. And that's the classic pro sport city mentality. Like, you don't even know what fucking pressure is and people giving a fuck until you go to an SEC football game. There's a bunch of rednecks listening right now. You goddamn right. You fucking (laughs) tell them. Dude, it's 100,000 fucking people. And I swear to God, one of the great things about being in New Orleans, huge LSU fans, is the local, just half, Uh. the amount of local half-hour shows that they had where people were just talking SEC and LSU football. And, on the radio and stuff, and, you dude, mean? and talking about all the players and the names and the coaches and like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, that's why I hate them breaking up those divisions in college football. Oh, and they make the super divisions. Yeah, it all comes down to money. It's gonna, it's gonna be awful. But Keep the I got, I got to tell you, like, if if you are a sports fan and you live in a pro sports city, you owe it to yourself at some point. Just 
fucking light up your credit card. Pick yeah. one of those big rivalry games, LSU, Alabama, uh, uh, Who'd Georgia, you go with? Georgia, Florida. Uh, Paul Verzi, uh, he opens for me when I, when I do the road. G-H-E-A-Z-E. V-I-R-Z-I, Verzi. Oh, I don't know him, man. Yeah, great guy, great guy. Yeah, we went to that, then we worked the casino, and then we hung around. We went to the Monday night game, the Saints versus the Eagles. Wow. So I only have one more football team that I have to see a home game of. Tampa Bay, that's the last one. I've seen I went all- to a Michigan opening game of the season, like Pigskin Classic at Michigan. My friend took us, um, and it was like a last-second comeback against Virginia. It was just such a great – those oh, yeah. gigantic stadiums are great, but those yeah, they rivalry got the games. Bands, they got the bands, and the mm-hmm. crowds are going, it's going nuts. And they have their traditions at Maryland. We used to all pretend to read the paper where they were introducing the other team's players. That's so fucking funny. It's, it's great. Somebody says, I'm like, it's the best form of disrespect. Oh, like, it's I, so We can't funny. be bothered. We're reading the And pe- it's original. Yeah. <laughs> At least as far as I know, I never heard that. But like, there, there's so many. Oh, and I love like the college basketball, those insane chants. Dude, Michigan's hockey. Yeah. Go on YouTube. You should have your listeners do that. Look, you got to go up there and just up. look up Michigan hockey. I would search Michigan hockey fans, their chants. Dude, they got a chant, I swear to God. And the whole section is doing it. It's like a minute long. And it's fucking the most. And they all know it. It's No, but it's the most profane about somebody <laughs> on the other team sucking dick and all this type. Like, they did like, their research, though. They know somebody probably no, no, got into something it, weird. So then yeah. They- it's, uh, it's amazing. It, it's, it's really a, 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 uh, it's a, it's a whole nother level. I, I went to an Indiana Hoosier game when Bobby Knight was still the coach. Wow. It's a fucking experience you couldn't believe. Was, like, it, a, was, it, a, a, was it a Big Ten game? Was it like, yeah, they were playing Michigan State who won the championship that year. Wow. Yeah, dude, I'm living, I, I'm, that's how I do the Is road. Is that what you're doing? I'm starting yeah. to do that now. Oh, you got to do it. I've been to every baseball, all the football but Tampa. Wait, wait you've and, been to every baseball what? Stadium? Yeah. Really? But, except for some of the newer ones, but I've seen a home game of every team. Wow. Including the Royals? The, including the Expos. Everybody. Now, do you I've f- seen all the football except Tampa. I've seen all the, the hockey except for Tampa, Ottawa, and Carolina. And I need, like, because the New Jersey Nets moved to Brooklyn, so i got to go see that. that. So now I, I have eight more you, teams there. Do you, like, if, especially for baseball, do you stay an extra day or do you try to catch a day, weekday, day no, game? No, baseball is the easiest to knock out if you're a rogue comic because there's 82 home games or 81 home games. And there's, they always uh, have day games. And they have day games. Um, uh, football is the hardest because it's once a week. Everybody plays. Now it's a little early, e- easier because they play Thursday, which is such a stupid, it's such a shit game. They're just adding. It's, it's always bad matchups and they're worn down, dude. It's like, dude. Oh, yeah, they don't have enough time. Y- yeah, you play football, it's like getting into a major car accident. They talk about a long week. That's a short, <laughs> short week. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it is like oh, a major, major oh, car accident. It is that, like you, that. You, sh- you should, with Thursday night games, you should be able to do Reuters. <laughs> you, or, or that shit, HGH, whatever, just the, makes you... Yeah, the cream? Yeah, that makes you heal up quicker. Yeah, that seems fair. Just one week only. Dude, what they're going to do with roids and HGH is they're just going to keep distilling it down and down and down because of all these fucking heroes who are going out there taking it, using their bodies as, as, as lab rats. They, the same way now you can smoke weed through a, a, a vaporizer. Yeah. They're going to distill that, that roid shit down there. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to be able to give somebody a fucking forearm shiver that they're not going to walk away from when you're 80. By the time we're 80, I'm telling you. What do you mean? it? Because they're just gonna keep, it's just going to keep, keep getting, getting better. Getting bigger and faster. Like the iPhone. It just keeps getting fucking better. Yeah. Right? Somebody will die on the field soon. Yeah, somebody will. The and, then they, and then they'll learn. It's like lawn darts. They learn. Okay, we can't have those. Horseshoes only, people. Horseshoes only. Dude, people are killing themselves because of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just those rubber ones. 
rubber darts. No, the lawn darts. They, that, that was actually that was that was a yeah, toy. Somebody got their eye poked out, right? That was, no, you died. That that was that was left over from the '60s. That was a leftover toy. What like, is this, when, a big like, heavy dart that you throw into yeah, the grass? You, you, you would throw it, launch and, it up, and, and the weight of it. It was made out of metal back when you could actually. There was enough raw materials. <laughs> it was made out of metal, and you know it'd be like it reached its apex and then it would turn over. Yeah. And what happened is it was landing. Like a badminton thing. Yeah, it was landing on kids' heads, little, poor little kids' heads, and they were dying. Wow. So somebody who's, who lost their kid, worst fucking thing ever, started a petition. Like, why, are we, why do we still have this? Yeah, why, why do we? <laughs> I'm sure there's people like, it's tradition, leave it alone, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to make them soft. <laughs> My child got killed. He got a spear yeah. through his head. No, like I, I believe with that one, like someone was in another yard and they threw it over the fence, like what you would do as a kid. Oh yeah, and it just hit this randomly hit this poor kid in the head, and that was it. I was babysitting this kid, Renan Butler. It was my my parents' best friends, and he, they had him like real late. So um, why do real names always sound better than fake names in a script? Yeah, I don't know. Renan do. Butler. <laughs> I just like the second you said it, I know that's a person. <laughs> right, you're right. All right sorry. Do. Go ahead. <laughs> Violet Beauregard. Um, we were smashing this. We found this almost empty bottle of uh, Coke. Like a sip had been taken. I mean, almost full. A sip had been taken out and it's sealed. Right. So we started slamming it down over and over again to see if we could shake it up so much it would just like burst. Right. Um, and this is a seven-year-old on babysitting. And uh, eventually it slammed <laughs> down. We just kept like throwing it up in the air as high as we could onto the cement. Uh, it slammed down, eventually burst, yeah. and shot right at us like at super high speeds. Right. And then veered off at the last second. And yeah, just didn't dude. hit us. And we were both like, whoa, dude, that you, was bad. You know, at times I should have fucking something really awful. Could have easily have. gone down. Do you remember time I was climbing a tree with a friend of mine? Just a little kid, way up in the air. And I'm like above him. He's below me. I'm going up first. Like we're going up a ladder, but it's a fucking tree. Yeah. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden I fell and just got like jolted. And like there was these two branches. They were almost like a chair, and I just landed in them. In them. And all of a sudden, like, I was, like, three feet above my friend. I was, like, three feet below him. <sighs> and he went, like, he was, like, whoa, you okay? I'm, like, yeah, and then just kept climbing up. <laughs> As if nothing almost happened. Yeah, like, no, no sort of, like, you know, I'm at, you know, like, understanding your mortality here. Hey, let me show you. I'll show you a couple of video. Oh, from LSU? From LSU, just uh, of, of oh, yeah. panning around. How many people are there? That's, that's where you... I, I, they're always like 97,000, 100,000. It's, it's fucking insane. Um, but I will tell you what's really underrated is, is going to a... Uh, what? The Saints game, man. The Saints game is fucking ridiculous. Have you been down to the Chargers uh, stadium? Everything but the, the, the Buccaneers. All right, here we go. Let me see. Where the fuck is it? This would be great for your listeners to, to listen to you watch a video. <laughs> I'll put it on my website. Wow, that's is. a lot of people. Yeah, we're all in the upper deck. Dude, I'm telling you, I always wanted to go. Wow. So when you walk through the tunnel and you see LSU painted in the end zone, oh and then you see God. fucking Alabama. How much were tickets? Well, I actually got uh, I got up. I got hooked up. So I bought it at face value, 75 oh, bucks nice. up top. I do this um, thing now. I went to see in Toronto. They had a festival. That's amazing. They had a festival a few years ago, and uh, I went. And I stayed an extra day. So I was like, let me treat myself. It was the first time I got like yeah. booked for something. Right. So I was like, I'm going to go buy some Blue Jays games. And I was like, do you have any tickets left? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, uh, I'll get one behind the first base side. I oh, paid, she meant, yeah, we do get plenty. Like, we always yeah. have tons of tickets oh, left. Oh, yeah. And I paid like 70 bucks for one. And then next year, I was going to go to another one. And they were like, dude. Just buy the cheapest scalp tickets you can find and move all the way down, and they don't care. 
A lot of them. Some of them don't. A lot of them do, though, now. That's, they won't that's, let you? Yeah, it's gotten all that shit where you can't even, you can't even stand. You can't, you can't walk to your seat while the play's going on, which I guess oh. makes it for a better fan experience. But, but then they hold everybody up in the, in the, in the entrances. You know, yeah. Dude, come on. They're pushing at me. Right. Yeah. But it, it's still. Yeah, dude. I, I, I have. What were the Celtics games like during the Bird era? I only went to one. You couldn't get any tickets, and I didn't have the money. And I, I, went, to, uh, I went to the Celtics when they played the Pistons, the bad boys, right before they were the bad boys. But yeah. I remember Isaiah was out. But uh, I saw Larry, McHale, Parrish, Dennis wow. Johnson. I saw that team. Uh, that was a sick team. Yeah, dude. I saw Jordan with hair. He was still <laughs> young. I saw, I saw Magic with Worthy, Kareem. Um, these weren't Celtics games. I was living in North Carolina. It was before the Charlotte Hornets were coming. Where, and, where did you live in North Carolina? I went to school there for like two semesters. I used to live in Greensboro. Yeah, and, and the Charlotte Hornets were coming there. So what they did was they had two exhibition games at the Dean Dome in Chapel Hill. Okay. And, and each, each team had a former Tar Heel star. So You went to UNC? No, I went to semester? State. Okay. And, Reap went there. And they, uh, I mean, I went there for fucking a semester and a half and then left. But uh, so they had the Lakers. And that, that's James Worthy was the Tar Heel. Yeah. And they had Seattle, I believe, which was he was the most boring Laker of all time. Worthy was uh, no. Oh no, I love James Worthy. He had this dunk. They added this poster of his, and he called it the Statue of Liberty dunk. They had to name it because it was so fucking boring. It just means you go straight up and just. Dunk no, that was home. the greatest thing ever. He was always coming down the lane, and Magic would hit him. I love. I'm a Celtics fan. I hate the Lakers. Really? I loved watching him. He and would you, just come gliding through. He had those fucking Kareem glasses. Uh-huh. The, the goggles. Big James. Big big game James. That guy he was, was great. He was great. Don't get me wrong. Just that the dunk was, was a boring man. dunk. Uh, Wait, did you did you uh, did you guys hate the Lakers? Hate is not even a word. It was beyond that. Yeah, it was beyond hatred. But it's a different kind of hate back then. Like. Back then, you hated the team. It was a fucking team. And they now, stayed together forever. Yeah. So you could get to really, so really hate a player hate over and, time. And, and, and then when they retired, you actually felt a sadness of like... I remember Dr. J retired. And I, was, I felt sad. Like, oh, man, I, I loved hating that guy when he came to town. I mean, yeah. always respected him, but like... That That's guy, how I felt that, when Jordan that, retired. Yeah, that guy, that guy killed us. But now it's like... It's, it's just these mercenary teams of free agents. I mean, shit, the Celtics do it too. We bought a title in 2008, but like... The, the Lakers now they like, traded for it at least they didn't buy it it wasn't free agency yeah but McHale was in the front office for the Timberwolves and they gave us Garnett for nobody oh wow yeah that's like that's like that. Jerry, Jerry West was in the front office of uh, the Grizzlies and they were like we'll give you Pau, Pau Gasol, Gasol for, his, for his brother that's like going out trade just Sylvester Stallone for Frank Stallone <laughs> and they fucking made the deal although his brother's coming his into brother's his own his brother's really good now he's coming into his done. own yeah but he wasn't at the time there yeah. was no, no way in that here. was one of the trades I was like what the fuck can somebody step in here for fairness yeah no I, I you know but you know that's why the Lakers will pass the Celtics in, in overall championships because they seamlessly went from, they, they don't have a they don't have a dead period well yeah they had they had from when Magic Left until uh, it wasn't really, yeah no it was probably like eight years. Kobe came in ninety six ninety. They only didn't make the playoffs like one or two yeah. years. No, dude, no, they've won more championships in the last thirty two years than or thirty something years than any team has ever. Fucking ever. hate the Lakers. I fucking hate I the think. Lakers. Maybe the Yankees have. No, no, wait, no, no. I, this is what it. No, they. This is what. This is what. This is the stat that I actually looked up. They are the most successful franchise in my lifetime. I was born in nineteen sixty eight. No okay. team has won more championships, including the Yankees or the Montreal Canadiens, have not won more. In that or time. the Celtics, they haven't. Oh, the Yankees were really bad for most of that time. For the Ooh. first half of your life, the Yankees were terrible. Who were the Yankees? The Yankees. The Mattingly no, era. They, like they were a bad team. 
Like they were. Well, never they know they had the. Se- I'm older than you, man. I saw them in the '70s when they they, okay. they won in, They basically bought the nucleus of the Oakland A's. Like te- teams Henderson. that do that now are like no, they bought. Uh, but but that I used to blame the Yankees for that, but that, but the A's owner was fucking horrific and wouldn't pay anybody. So they had to leave. Like, dude, they, they, when they won their third championship, Reggie tells this story that like the the, the ring that they gave them, <laughs> each one should have got progressively better. They got progressively worse, and this was literally one. Like, you know, I think it was made out of like a, a spray painted gold aluminum. But um, but anyways, like the Lakers now, it's like like I look at those players, it's like. Like, Kobe's a Laker. But, like, those other guys, they're not Lakers. They're just like, oh, that's the guy from yeah, this team. Guys, Dwight Howard's not a Laker. Steve yeah, Nash all, is never going to be a Laker. They all pile on. Yeah, like, Steve Nash never won a championship, so he's piling on. Which is why I got to respect Peyton Manning, because he could have gone to the 49ers, and it would have been over. Yeah. And he didn't want people to say that he piled on. So, he's a Patriots fan, too, and I've trashed Yeah, Peyton it's weird. A zillion times. Yeah, but it's weird that he went to Denver. But it's like they were still a playoff team. Like you have a chance there, but you're gonna have to do it. You're not just gonna like rely on just the team itself to get you there to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he was gonna go to San Francisco, right? No, he could have. Yeah, it, it would have been over. It yeah, would have been, been over. Like that, like that. There would have been. I think there would have been no reason. Well, there is a reason. The Giants. Yeah. Is is a reason to play because those guys. You know they fucked up against they fucked up against well, Dallas. Like they won, won the last game. Year. They fucked up last week. But you know what the Giants do? The Giants fuck up, fuck late. up, and then they go. We should fire the coach. Eli doesn't gets- have it. And then in December they put it together, and then they go on a run, and then they win. Patriots fan, you don't need to fucking tell me that. They're, ever, the, they're the ever, shit. How did you feel after they finally won that Super Bowl? That first one when they were a wild card team when they barely made the playoffs. Who? The Patriots. When the Patriots won, I was at that game. You were at that Super Bowl? When, yeah, I was at the one when they lost to the Packers, and I was at the one uh, when they beat the Rams. Yeah, when, when they beat the Rams. Yeah, dude, it was like they were the first wild card my, my, team to win, right? No, the uh, the first wild first team wild card team was the 1980 Oakland Raiders with oh. Jim Plunkett, Kenny King that 80 yard touchdown on a screen pass, and Rod Martin had three interceptions of Ron Jaworski. And was, I think, the MVP of the game. And they went all the way. So, okay, but what were you saying about the hey, Super Bowl? Hey, Bill, what airline did you fly in yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Southwest. Um, what are we talking here? That Super Bowl, when they won, when they beat the Rams. You said you were there? I was there with my dad and my brother. My dad is classic, the older generation, who wow. never treated himself to anything. Always said, someday, someday, someday. And we finally said, Dad, it's someday. We're going. The Super Bowl. And, the dude, Patriots and the Super Bowl. He couldn't fucking my mother told me like for six months he was almost every day like clockwork he would wake up and be like I can't believe I was at that game I can't <sighs> believe I was there like he was uh, yeah. was it in New England no 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 no, no home where, team has ever okay. no team has ever had a home game where um, for, uh, uh, the closest thing was the 49ers they played in like Stanford Stadium or something like that I got into him that year because Bill Simmons you know Bill Simmons oh yeah sports writer he oh that was, guy's a beast he's great yeah uh uh, but he was going to go to his first Super Bowl that year, and he's a huge homer for the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, he was writing about them leading up to it, and like, oh, they're making a run. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. Probably not, but maybe they will. And they made another like few yeah. wins. It's like they made the playoffs. That's amazing. And they won one game, then won another. Yeah. And he's like, maybe they'll be at the Super Bowl that I'm at. Could that happen? Yeah. And then when they won, they won. Yeah. It was one of the greatest articles I've ever read. I used to read no, that article in acting class to cry ahead of time, yeah. so I come in all emotional. <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? Animals suffering. And yeah. sports stories. <laughs> that'll get you. That'll make me cry. Anything else, I watch The Biggest Loser and I laugh. 
<laughs> I laugh. I actually, pro- I probably start laughing so I don't get choked up in front of my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, I hope those. I hope they lose the weight, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, I got to get going here, man. I got. Okay. I, I actually, I got, I got, uh, I do have stuff I have to do at some point. All right. I got to. Uh, well, thanks for coming in. I guess. No, dude, this is great. Yeah, I appreciate and, it. And uh, you know, now that we've. We would join forces. Form an alliance, a yeah. Justice League of America. Let, <laughs> and we understand what the fuck over is. Let's see if we can set up a plan here that the, where we uh, somehow actually make some money. Yeah, get like a platform where we can, you know, people go to. Just as long as you make it a launching pad, all things comedy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start blogging on it. We're going we're gonna to reach out to you guys. We'll start blogging, start making videos. Do road blogs. And, and, I'm going to uh, start doing that for Comedy oh, yeah. Central, so like a road blog. Why do it for them? Do it for us. Because they offered, but yeah, we should do it for you. Uh, how much are they paying you? I think it's going to be 150 bucks a blog. Like nothing even, nothing, like nothing. To drive advertisers to their website when you could be driving them to your own. Yeah. You got to free your mind, son. I do. Because oh, I, you know I could do is? that ahead of time. You're, you're institutionalized. Yeah, I've been raising a system. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're going back to the plantation. Fuck. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, you have a Twitter account or anything? Uh, at Bill Burr, B-U-R-R. And, uh, and the website's BillBurr.com, too? Yep, Monday Morning Podcast. It's and all on AllThingsComedy.com. And your album is out right now. You're selling on your website. Yeah, for five bucks a whack. It's called uh, You People Are All The Same. I've seen it. It's great, man. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I yeah. think you're a phenomenal comic. I really do, dude. Seriously, you're one of the guys that I will try and watch as much as I can so none of your jokes are in the <laughs> so fucking watch head. over and over again so exactly. you know where it comes yeah. from. <laughs> all right. All right, man. All right, See you. the episode you guys that's it um i hope you enjoyed it by the way just so you know i don't mean to be un-american but gelato it's better than ice cream it's it's creamier and it's it's sweeter it's just got a it's got a more rich taste i'm sorry i'm sorry if that makes me some sort of some sort of uh what's the opposite of patriot I did get high, uh, but I did just test back to back to back uh, ice cream and gelato, and um, gelato was it was clearly better. I even accounted for your thoughts that maybe uh, whatever would go last uh, works harder in your brain. I heard a report about that, so I have had ice cream after the gelato and before it. Um, it was just better. It was just better. I went back and forth like ten times. Um, yeah, you should know by the way if you're a parent. Like if you have a child, I'll speak on behalf of children. I live a child, a child's life. If if my parents abandoned me at like fourteen and I had enough cash to get by, I live. I would live how I live right now. I will just tell you, if you're a parent, you can make the difference with a maraschino cherry on top. You could you can change a kid's life. Like if that was something, if you if you'd be one of the parents that were like, whenever you give the kids ice, you just always put a maraschino cherry or two. Yeah. Yeah, or two. If you put one or two maraschino cherries on top of the ice cream every time, that would be a memory they they take with them till when they were adults. They would look back on it. I don't have that memory. That's something I can't look back on. But I would. I'd be like, Dad, always put a maraschino cherry on top. Sometimes two. I look back at other things, but that's just one thing. My dad hated ice cream. He said he worked in a uh, ice cream factory when he was like sixteen, and um, and. Uh, 
He, now he hates ice cream. But uh, just something to think about. Uh, thank you to Bill Burr for talking to me and for braving. Uh, he definitely got into traffic when he left. Um, that guy's rad. I probably cut him off too much. He's such a he's such a good ranter. He's got this um, he's got this ability to talk. He does his stage act and, and just it's like you can't tell when he's making jokes. He never really. I don't know. I'm not saying that right, but he does his thing. I haven't really seen many comics do it. It's just. Not well anyway. He's really funny, but he just there's no like clear punchlines. You just laugh. Um, it's just his real voice. So the way I would explain his thoughts on something would be the same as telling his jokes because it's all just justified in the in the in the words. Uh, I'm not explaining it well. I understand stand up better than I do it. Um, Better that I can speak it. That's what I meant. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much, Bill Burr. Uh, check out my sponsors, by the way, at proflowers.com. And um, go through my website to get that. And amazon.com. If you shop on Amazon, go through com or areshafir.com, whatever. And um, either one works. And click on the Amazon banner. Um, and then uh, do your shopping. Do your regular Amazon shopping regular. And I'd get like 5 or 6% back. It can't. It seems like a lot, but that's what it is. So if you get something major, like for like a grand, 60 bucks, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it took me so long to do the math. I'm so stoned. Okay, listen, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this article now and we'll see if I can get through it. I should have something to drink first. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I just paused it and I went to the, I went to get something to drink and on the way I, I, um, I had a revelation about the ice cream situation and first gelato that, um, the kids, um, they're, they're not going to be able to tell the difference. That'll be wasted on them. I did another taste test while I was gone. I went to get something to drink, and then I remembered about what I, that I was talking about gelato and ice cream and maraschino cherries. And um, so I did another taste test. And then, um, yeah, kids aren't going to notice. They'll be super hype, happy with ice cream. But the maraschino comment still stands. That is something they'll remember. That's a touch above and beyond. You don't have to get fine imported fucking Italian maraschino cherries. But just some maraschino cherries. Or that blows black cherries. Oh, and that thick sauce. Oh. Dude, where can I? All right. Maybe. All right, right after this is done, I'm going to go get some of that. Who would sell that stuff? That is something my dad did, by the way. There are these black cherries in this thick sauce. I think it was an Italian thing. I think he would get it from his sister. From his My, my aunt lives in Germany. She's from Germany. Oh, man. Yeah, and it was, these, it was these black cherries in this thick cherry sauce. Way, way thicker than maraschino cherry sauce. I used to, by the way, I used, I used to steal the maraschino jars from um, the, my parents' closet and um, when they had it. Oh, no, no, no. I would get some at 7-Eleven. Yeah, when I was 16 and 17, I was driving. I would get a jar of maraschino cherries, and I would eat them all. Not all at once. I'd keep some for later. But when I ate them all afterwards, I would save the juice, and I would just drink it. It's just like a half a jar, just juice, just straight maraschino cherry. It's like syrup, and I would just drink it. Man, so don't worry about the kids. But man, get those. I wonder if those things are on Amazon. Oh, this is what my this is what my 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 whatever guy sponsorship guy tells me to do. Hold on, I'm gonna find this on Amazon. Pretend like this is passing time. Do, 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 do. Okay, all right. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to uh, I go. 
Google search. Black cherries. Italian. And then... No, none of these aren't. Yep, here it is. Here it is. Oh, here it is. Amarina Fabri. Amarina Fabri. These are the best black cherries, you guys. Amarina Fabri. Two Bs. A-M-A-R-E-N-A-F-A-B-B. Okay, so now. So now. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is the best advertisement everyone's ever getting. Um, okay, now. Now, I know what I want. So now I'll go to com, and I'm going to click on... Hold on. Uh, okay, it's opening com. I'm going to click on um, the Amazon banner. I'm going to ignore the other one. While I'm there, I could get four free tracks on my album, Revenge for the Holocaust, but I decided not to because I've already done that. Four free tracks. Um, and then I'm going to type in, what did it, was it? I'm Arena Fabri. Um, F-A-B-B-R-I. Oh! Wild cherries in syrup. Oh, this is a... Wow. Wait, they also have cherries in syrup. Different kind? Okay, these things are great. Oh, my gosh. Okay, $19.20. Oh, man. (laughs) This is a gourmet item, huh? All right, fuck. I'm buying it. I don't care. 20 bucks? <sighs> is that worth it? Fuck, I'm high. This is the time when I shouldn't be buying stuff. When I get so high, I end up just, just buying things because they sound amazing. Yeah, okay, I'm buying it. Add to cart. Um, takes additional two or three days. Wow, they have strawberries and syrup also. <gasps> oh. No. No. I'm not getting the strawberries. Okay, proceed to check out. Password. Don't listen to how many keystrokes this is. Oh, good. It's already in there. So you guys get nothing. Unless you steal my computer. Uh, standard shipping. Yes. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. All right. So, yeah. Oh my God! Thank you. Your order's been placed. It's made delivered November twenty seventh, two thousand twelve. Fucking sweet. Fucking sweet. All right. Oh, I'm gonna get some of those cherries. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> such a good, nice. Uh, so that's all you do, and then so I get a cut of that. I just got. I just gave myself a cut back. So if I just spent twenty bucks, I actually am only paying. I'm getting like a dollar back. Yeah. Nice. All right, all right. Where to, where to save yourself some cash? What? Um, oh, I was going to read this article. Okay, so here I am. I'll read it now. ESPN.com. Uh, it's way too long. I'm just going to get to uh, the later part of it. Um, and so it's already, the, super, the Patriots are already won in the story. He, he tells it already. Uh, and I'll read from here on in. And anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Next week, I think I'm going to have a comedian that was just uh, got done doing some electroshock therapy. <laughs> and it was actually a good one. We had fun. We had fun talking about it. Everything. 
Um, that'll be next week. So make sure to um, uh, subscribe. And here we go. Good God, does it get any better than this? Here we go. True story. At around 3.30 a.m. Central Time, we were huddled in the back of Pat O'Brien's, the infamous bar right off Bourbon Street, when the theme song from The Greatest American Hero started blaring from the speakers, and we started singing along. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I remember the song. I never thought I could feel so free. I remember this. Flying away on a wing in a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. What happened to that guy? Sounds corny? It wasn't. You had to be there. I'm telling you, you had to be there. The Pats just won the Super Bowl. We were celebrating in New Orleans, and we were belting out the lyrics to the greatest American hero. Some moments you just don't forget. I'm not ashamed to admit that this was one of the five or six happiest days of my life. Seriously. So now what happens? I don't know. Adam Vinatieri takes on Mackie Rosione, Paul Revere proportions in Massachusetts. Tom Brady could throw 3,500 straight incompletions and still walk on water. Bill Belichick becomes the next Red Auerbach. Tony Brown becomes a cross between, I don't even know. We love Troy Brown. The vibe is so good. The love is so strong that honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, the Patriots, if this Patriots team decided to take a collective walk across the Charles River this week. Nobody would stop them. There's another dynamic here. We needed this. Badly. After the Celtics cruised the NBA title in 86, there was a ton of hits, one after the other. Lenny Byers died. The Red Sox choked away the 86 World Series. Magic makes the sky hook. The Bees couldn't win a cup with Neely and Bork in their primes. The Sox couldn't get past Stewart in the A's. Larry's back and McHale's feet gave out. Reggie died. The Pats almost moved to St. Louis. The Sox fell into mediocrity. Parcells skipped town after we nearly won the Super Bowl. Clemens and Moe left. We lost out on Tim Duncan. Patino stunk up joint. The Sox couldn't get over the hump with Pedro and Nomar in their primes. The Bees basically died. During the 2000 season, we actually had all four teams miss the playoffs, the first time since 383 AD. In other words, we were starting to develop a complex. And then the 2001 Pats came along. And then they kept winning, and they kept winning, and they kept winning until it was all over. Until the confetti was flying, until the players were hugging. Until the coach was being carried off the field. Until the tears were streaming down our cheeks. Until we were just happy, feeling happy to be alive. Now we have a 10-year grace period. No matter what happens over the next 10 years, we won the Super Bowl. Nobody can take that away from us. Nobody. One last, Jesus. (laughs) One last story. After the game ended, I walked back to my hotel just so I could change and slip on my my brand new Super Bowl champion t-shirts. And I noticed a Patriots fan slumped on the ground along O'Keefe Street. He was wearing a leather Patriots jacket, collapsed against the back bench, almost like he had crumbled there after taking a right hook to the face. I didn't know whether he was drunk, unconscious, or dead, only because I couldn't see his face. For some reason, I was concerned, so I tapped him on the shoulder. Yo, man, you all right? I asked him. He looked over. Tears were streaming down his face. He looked at me, unable to speak, totally overwhelmed, well past the point of being able to express himself coherently. You all right? I asked him again. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. He mumbled. The fucking Patriots just won the Super Bowl. And he slumped back down into a heap. Fuck. Damn.
Oh, it's so good. Fuck, I loved Bill Simmons. I haven't read him in a while. God. Yeah, I would sit in the back of in the back of class and fucking try to read that until I teared up. Man, sports, dude. It fucking gets to me. I like stories of overcoming. There's a reason why Rocky's been told at 20,000 movies. It's the same as 8 Mile. It's fucking good stories. Sports stories are amazing. Man. Um... I wonder if I'm going to be grown up enough where I won't do this when the Hornets finally win the NBA championship. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, please check out my website to see all my tour dates. Um, go to my website. Also, I'll have a link for the whole for the whole uh, article and all the songs I use and uh, and everything else. Is there anything else you should say? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm looking for a, a 2013 tour shirt. I'm taking designs. Um, if I have any uh, artists, I don't really know what I... I'm not looking for anything specific. I just want like a, 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 a cool tour shirt. Uh, I saw the Flaming Lips had one uh, a couple years ago. And theirs was... Uh, you can look online and see them. It was Be Kind to Animals. And then at the bottom it says like Flaming Lips. But it really had nothing to do with them. It was just a cool tour shirt. I like the way Iron Maiden does it. Just fucking cool graphics, whatever. I mean, cool for them. Uh, and then they're done with them forever. They're done with those things. So I'm looking for another one. Whoever, whoever's design I use, I'll give you 500 bucks. Because uh, I don't want you to work for free. But uh, I can't pay anyone for spec stuff. So um, yeah, think of something. I'm totally down. There's no rules. Something cool. Something that I would wear. That's all. Um all right, you guys, that's it. Thank you very much. Remember to keep December 28th open. I'll be in Minneapolis in a couple weeks. Um, my storyteller show, storyteller show, this is not happening, will be out on iTunes either in the next week or the week after. In November, it'll be out. And I'm going to be writing a, a blog every week for um, All Things Comedy, uh, at least every road week. So I'll already start with stuff I've got in the past. Um, so go to allthings.comedy. Uh, that's the, the co-op Bill and I are doing, along with lots of other people. Um, oh, and I did set. I did. Uh, I did two really awesome shows on 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 Thursday. I did set list. It's a really cool show. Troy Conrad hosts, and it's just uh, you go up with no material. It's a really fun show. I did it in Montreal a few years ago, and I really really liked it. The one night my storyteller show wasn't wasn't going. Uh, and they just pick out of it. They give you like a few seconds. They, they tweak the order. But really, you just don't know what you're going to talk about until you get up there. And they just give you the stuff to talk about. You have to make a set list. And it's fun to see the different comics try it different ways. It's like I get nerve, nervous. That and, and during my storyteller show, I get nervous. That's about it. But it's fun to do. Joey Diaz, I heard, is doing it December 3rd. I think that's the day. I'm probably going to go and just watch that. If I can, if I'm back. I think I'll be back. Um yeah, that was cool. And then I went straight from there to Sam Tripoli's Naughty Show uh, perform. I've never done I've done like sketches and stuff on there. It's just a crazy lunatic show. Uh, if it, I, I haven't seen one in a while because I've been on the road so many times, but man, it's fun to watch. Just madness and strippers. It's just great. Uh, and I just stand up and it was great. It's a great show. And the Naughty Show is actually on All Things Comedy now too. Uh, the, the 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 weekly version with Jason Tebow, who's on my sports podcast too, Punch Drunk. Um, yeah, if you ever get a chance to see the Naughty Show in L.A., fucking see it. It's just, it's just crazy. Obviously, you should take some drugs before you see it, if you're into drugs. If you're not, just get into drugs. 
All right, you guys. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Ari Shapiro's kept the tank. Number eight. Um, er, uh, Boston with Bill Burr. It's like the light of a new day. Hit me from out of the blue. Breaking me out of the space.